0: hell it is that you celebrate happy holidays uh festivus yes that's a good seinfeld reference there kim um but it is it is christmas so merry christmas happy holidays to everybody out there that is listening um you're listening to screen speak it's the the, i almost said the politics that makes no sense it's the podcast that is all about movies life and so much more I'm Jordan Anderson. This is my podcast, and apparently you're listening to it on Christmas Day or maybe a day after Christmas. I don't really know when you listen to this, to be quite frank, but you're listening to it, and that's really the main thing. Um, if you have not done so, uh, please, please go ahead and follow and download episodes of Screen Speak on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, or wherever you choose to get your podcasts at. It is the holiday season, so in fact, you're kind of obligated by society and the masses to be nice to people and do extra kind things, so um, I'm basically guilting you into following and downloading it. It's the Christmas spirit. Don't you want to be part of the Christmas spirit? Don't You, you don't want to be against it. You want coal in your stocking? I don't even know if that's a thing, but um, hopefully that guilt trip worked and you hit the follow button or you just deleted your app because you're like, I'm done with this guy. I don't know. I can't really tell you, but uh, that's all I got for the plug. So I just want to get into uh, this movie and to bring on my guest, uh, Kim Harford. She is back on the podcast after talking about coincidentally another holiday movie. Uh, We had talked about uh, blah, 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 planes, trains, and automobiles. Hey, y'all. Welcome back.
1: Glad to be back. Yep, I'm very excited to talk about the movie today.
0: What is the movie? Why don't, why don't you introduce it? I don't. We
1: need to know. are going to be talking about the great "It's a Wonderful Life."
0: Directed by Frank Capra, uh, released in 1947, January. Uh, I wrote it down, January 7th of 1947. Wow, a
1: little ways back, but doesn't seem like it.
0: Have you ever seen movies from the nineteen forties or that time frame? A few,
1: yeah. Especially a lot of. uh, We watch a lot of the old monster movies and the old, you know, horror movies. Were those Um,
0: released by like the four? I I, I don't even. Some of them
1: were. Some of them. I mean, yeah. Some of them Mm. were. I don't know how many, but we have watched some pretty old ones before. And And, you're and you're a fan
0: of. Movies yeah. That generation, and
1: like, um, I don't know. I don't remember when the first uh, Christmas Carol was out. That very, very original one, black and white. Mm-hmm. I, I love that one. The,
0: I don't think I've I ever seen it.
1: Oh, it's it's really good. But it was it's it's pretty it's pretty old too. I don't I don't know what date. I might have to look mm. that up. But
0: well. I can say for like a lot of movies in the forties, um, I, I mean I try to like call myself a film person, but I'll be real, like there's probably so many movies around then that I haven't seen. I, I think if I maybe looked it up online I could probably find maybe a couple that I've seen from this time period, but uh It's a Wonderful Life is certainly one of the few that comes to mind for that. Um but just a, <clears throat> it's just really interesting to see that a movie like this, which is now what, like seventy plus years old, if I'm mm-hmm. doing my math right, um it's just interesting to see how a movie like this is still talked about it's um as they say timeless i think this movie you could argue has a timeless quality it's very rewatchable um so i wanted to talk to you about that and see one if you feel that this is a timeless movie and or what are your thoughts on the the phrase timeless like what makes something timeless
1: I do agree that this is a timeless movie. Um, in fact, I just saw um, they're going to actually be playing this on at, at a movie theater, I think, in Iowa City. That'd
0: be, I have seen up. this on and the big I, screen. I
1: would love that because I've never seen it on the big screen. It's cool. It's um, very cool,
0: but not the colorized version, right?
1: I, I don't know if, which one it was that they're playing, but I just Black saw it. It's the I, only way to go. Yeah, it's like this week, and I wished I could go, but hmm. unfortunately it's a busy week. But yeah, timeless. um I guess I don't really know how to describe it, but that this is definitely one of those movies. I mean, I think everybody knows this movie.
0: Yeah, I, I think you know when I think of timeless, I think when when people use that expression when they're talking about movies, they're they're sort of just saying that it doesn't really matter the <clears throat> like what time the the story is taking place in mm-hmm. or things along that line. I think they're saying that there are themes and threads that run throughout the movie that it does not matter what generation are, they're tried and true to, like, the human experience or something like that. Um, so I think there's yeah. a lot of deep themes in this movie that are just universal, and so there's there's that universal appeal which can make something have that timeless feel to it, meaning that there's still things in this movie that are just as relevant today as they were in the late 40s when, when the movie was, was shot and, you know, and released.
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's people still going through some of the types of things that the the people in this movie did so that's not
0: great no <laughs> no <laughs> right? no
1: it's not um i mean you know there's a lot of happy parts in this movie but there are some sad and and it's a
0: pretty real movie for a couple a couple things and i mean it's something we'll get into a little bit later on but i definitely think this is one of those movies that you could say is like a. i don't want to say it's I don't want to say it's exactly like this, but it's a message movie where mm-hmm. there's a lot of messages yeah. and a lot of takeaways. Not every movie is necessarily aiming for that, but this is one of those ones where you'd be really hard pressed to watch it and not be like, Ooh, I'm thinking about this or that or that or that or that. Um, but it's very real. And what Kim, and like as, you know Kim was saying, this is ultimately, I would say a feel good, heartwarming uh, story of triumph over adversity and things like that. But at the same time, it doesn't shy away from some of the real, uh, kind of despicable, nasty nature of human beings, mm-hmm. and uh, I would also just say some of the the hardships of life, especially the hardship that can be thrown at good people, the mm-hmm. best of people.
1: I think we've all gone through some mm-hmm. of the the things that happened in this movie. Whether it's you're just, you know, you just have a year where you're just things just aren't going right, or just you know, maybe you're missing somebody over the holidays. I mean, you're just kind of depressed, or I mean, there's... are you trying to
0: sum up my 2021? No, no you're, I'm you're not. De- you're, and I, I was gonna say because let me see. <laughs> partly depressed, yeah. Missing somebody. Tough uh, year.
1: And I, I get it. I get it. I know. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, and I I, I feel for you. But it's all gonna be. Better it would, be by next Christmas, that all your all my personal all relationship your, stuff will yep.
0: be okay.
1: Yep, everything will be good next year. So, no, I didn't
0: mean to make it about if we make
1: it through minute. December, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll you'll later. make it. You'll yeah, make it.
0: There's
1: still time. Uh, but no, I mean, and it's not just you know through the holidays, but people can relate to this movie. Um, just going through hard times, you know, growing up, there's times in your life, or being an adult, there's times in your life where. Things like this are going to happen. And you're yeah. going to get down yeah. and you're going to feel kind of defeated. But
0: I think one of the... And, and again, I will get to more of like the specific messages I take away from this. But one of the things that it, I just feel like it's appropriate to talk about it now is... <clears throat> I think what this movie has to say about sacrifice. And that to be good means that you have to do things that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And that you will... Struggle, And, you know, even though you're doing all the right things in the world, you still could be miserable in the process or um, something along those lines. I just think the movie has a lot to say about good people and their nature and that even though they know this is going to be detrimental against themselves, something that they might do, they look to others first. Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting interesting more uh morality i think to explore is that you could argue that okay well you know that's good that he's a selfless person and whatnot mm-hmm. but at the same time several of the decisions that george bailey makes makes him not really you could argue have a fulfilled life to an extent mm-hmm. so that's what the movie's kind of talking about at the end when they're talking about uh people over money and things along those lines but i mean you know he gives up a lot yeah the character gives up a lot and he's he seems like he's thinking about himself from the beginning because he's talking about dusting off the crummy town. He's like, I want to get the hell out yeah, of here. he wants Just to travel
1: like, and see different yeah, places. Yeah, he, he's in got the big, world. big
0: ambition, but going to
1: college, he can't,
0: and... he can't help himself to to see that he needs to, to stand up and do something because like nobody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just find like, again, we'll talk about that more later, but it's just very interesting when you're looking at that aspect of the movie, um, just the subject of sacrifice. So,
1: yeah, he definitely gives up a lot, um, of, I guess his dreams really to help others and to help people in in his town and to help his family, his family business. And,
0: you know, I think that's another uh, thing to talk about. And I want to get your input on this. Apart from like what we were saying with him sacrificing, helping others in his town and whatnot, you mentioned um, him foregoing his dreams, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think this movie also illustrates uh, really brilliantly, without actually saying it, which that's, that's one of the things I love about a movie like this, is it doesn't get bogged down with exposition. Mm-hmm. It's letting the audience determine these things for itself it's smart the way it's written like that that's not always so obvious like you have to interpret it yourself yeah. right um but i want to talk about dreams because i think this movie also shows that your ambitions or your goals in life do change and they don't you know it's some of the clichés it's like uh five, you look at your life 5 years from now you be like i never would have thought I would be in the place I'm at or something mm-hmm. like that. So your life does not always go to what you plan. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I think there can actually be truly bitter disappointment from that. Some people can hold on to that and be resentful about it for years, mm-hmm. mostly hating themselves. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm being real, I don't think they're looking always to blame others. They're just mad at themselves for not taking that shot.
2: No. And I, I was am. just
0: wondering, Kim, if you're okay with uh, explaining you have anything Mm -hmm. um has there ever have have there ever been points in your life where you felt like I saw myself at a certain Mm -hmm. way and you're like well either time happened or family or whatever and you're just like I'm just kind of now in a different row I'm going down a different road yeah
1: that's it's funny that you bring that up because I've I felt like that probably more often than not in my life that you know where I'm at now I mean as far as family-wise, you know, I'm, it's the perfect place, you know, like my, my family, but, you know, just my, you know, everything else in life, there's, like you said, you know, five years ago, I'm, you know, what I have been where I'm at now, but yeah, that sums it up. Um, yeah, I've definitely had times, and, and like you said, you don't, you don't look to blame others for where you are, as opposed where you thought you were going to be, um, But I agree, life happens, and you know things just kind of go down a different road sometimes, and what you, you really always, expect.
0: Well, I guess were you always self-aware? Like, like were like were you ever at a moment where you realize something's happening that is going to be of monumental importance? Where you're like, okay, like this, if I choose to do this, it's going to affect X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm if you felt that or if you were self-aware about that, I mean, what did that feel like? What did you do?
1: Um, well, yeah, I mean, there's been different times in my life where, you know, you can kind of choose, you know, you want to go a certain, a certain path, but it's not really the path that is available to you. So yeah, I mean, I've definitely had to make those decisions before and, and sometimes it is hard because you, you really want to do something else, but Is the
0: reason why you don't do certain things, like, would you say some of it's just because a better solution presents itself or is it out of sacrifice or is it just out of, like, the greater good? Um, Because I'm sure there's a lot of variables.
1: I think a lot. Yeah, I think think kind of a mixture of everything. I mean, you know, I know some of the choices I've made in my life have to do with, you know, this is what's needed at this time. So I need to do this to, Mm -hmm. you know, help support family or do help support friends or whatever um and a lot of it's it's that kind of just stuff comes up and you you need to make a you just need to jump in and do what needs to be done
0: have you ever had one where like even though like because it seems like you have a pretty like solid head on your shoulders when it comes to like just the acceptance of it Mm -hmm. of like you know well I might not really enjoy this, but I get it. You, you know, you're kind mm-hmm. of, you understand that yeah. these things happen, but has there ever been a point in your life where, you know, you still always kind of hold on to that thing where you're just like, damn it, I should have done
2: that mm-hmm.
1: or
0: so, something yep. like that. I don't know if you want Absolutely. to get really specific and no, share ab- something. I
1: mean, but... yeah, like <clears throat> I probably on a weekly basis, I, I feel like, you know, if I just had done this or, yeah. um, you know, I guess, you know, there is there's different dreams you have and I guess I always still kind of hold to mm-hmm. some of those dreams. You know, I'm I'm getting older, but I I feel like I'm still at a point in my life where I could still follow some of those dreams and still okay. do some of those things that I've always wanted to do. Well, let's
0: talk about this cuz little George Bailey had some dreams. He mm-hmm. wanted to go to Europe and build skyscrapers and all kinds of crazy things. Yep. Young Kim, <laughs> what what were what were some of your like I'm going to do this or I'm like, like, what, what were some of those things?
1: Gosh. Okay. So when I was little, um, I, two, two things I wanted to do that I can remember. I wanted to work with animals. Um, I always loved horses. So I, I wanted to either be a cowgirl or a veterinarian. Um, that's kind of one of my earlier things. But then I realized soon on that I didn't think I could be a veterinarian because I wouldn't be able to put animals to sleep. I'd be just losing it. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. be able to do it. So um, so my second thing that came along at a young age, um, I've always been um, a big fan of, like, law enforcement and police officers. And so growing up, as I got a little older, even into like my high school years I wanted to go that route. And, and then
0: and what made you change that? Um, I
1: think it's just life just happened. I you know, I got married pretty young and mm-hmm. I'm like I was at the point where I'm like, I need to just get a job right now and just, um
0: Make ends meet. Right? Just yeah, yeah. let's yeah. just get our mm-hmm. you
1: know, get get, get this some going. Sort of a foundation. Yeah. Under your feet. yeah. Yeah, and it's always one of those things where you're kinda like, Oh, I'll I'll do this for now, I'll do this for a little while and then yeah. You know, in a couple <laughs> years down the road, you know, I'll go for what I, you know, right. what I really mm-hmm. want to do. And then, yeah, life just happens. And, you you know, you get married, you have kids and.
0: But you still seem like a person that like, you now. granted you, I'm not trying to like, you know, make you bummed out or anything like that. But even if you might not be like as a, you know, in your profession doing something that you're like, okay, like this is like my absolute passion. Like, you know, anything like that. Mm-hmm. You still feel like you can find. I still feel like you can channel things to make yourself feel fulfilled because I know that you're involved with um, a lot of things in the community, and yeah. Like that. So like you, you yep. have ways to still channel that good energy that makes you want to be motivated. Yeah, exactly, and that's
1: what I've actually done mm-hmm. um, for those things that I always wanted to do in life. I mm-hmm. now do some of that stuff as a volunteer. Yeah. So I still get kind of that fulfillment um you know without having to totally change my career and after all these years I still yeah. get to have a piece of that and you know so and you know a lot of the things that I'm interested in there are ways to volunteer with mm-hmm. those things so yeah I just that's what I've turned to I've turned to volunteering. Well,
0: volunteering something. I mean, you know, I I like I like volunteerism. Mm-hmm. I do support it. I try to do it when I can. Yeah. Um. And I always try to encourage people, especially people that either are like, you know, like lonely. Or maybe they do feel like that they don't really have like a, a like a group, or maybe like a commonality to unite around something with. Like, there's so many, there's so many organizations. Mm-hmm. There's so there many is. organizations, and I grant you that, like, yeah, not all of them are gonna like, you know, they're gonna, you're not gonna make a million dollars off no. a lot of these places. It's no. not really about that, but <clears throat> you can get beneficial experience and learn things and meet important people that can you know take you maybe to a, a different place in your life than you maybe didn't think that you'd be at.
1: Mm-hmm. So. And just the reward of <clears throat> of things that you do as a volunteer too, just seeing the people that you're helping or being in the community yeah. and <clears throat> being an advocate for different, you know, organizations and you know, a lot of that's, you know, good payment. You know, I mean you're 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 a volunteer so you're not getting paid per se in money, but
0: Yeah, well I your, feel your I, payment
1: is kind of <clears throat> seeing how you can help other people.
0: Well, and and definitely during the month of December, I mean, I'm not trying to be cynical at all, but certainly volunteerism and different donations tend to go up because of Mm. the holidays. But I am a pretty adamant person that you can act like it's the holiday season year-round. Yeah. I I, I don't really think that you need to just be generous one month out of the year. And I'm not saying even a lot of people want to be like that, but... I think we all could stand to have a better reminder that Christmas does not need to come just once a year no okay? and, I mean, and you it, know it just yeah. doesn't,
1: and you course. know me I love Christmas so I could totally celebrate Christmas all year round I mean I'll leave yeah. my Christmas lights up all year round I don't care but yeah and, Christmas doesn't have to and the and that season of giving doesn't have to be just one month out of the year
0: No now I did want to talk about because um, you had said some of your childhood, Aspirations mm-hmm. I gotta take Let's talk about yours I gotta talk about yours I gotta take it so Down my, my <laughs> wacky career path Yeah we or gotta, My, we my gotta wacky hear it. aspirations path Um I know from like A very like young age Like as a kid There was definitely Certain things that I I would say loosely Looked up to I don't even want to say Aspired to Cause it's not like I did anything really Practical to try to get there But like my early My very earliest memory Is that I wanted to be A pizza delivery driver For a living hmm. Uh, yeah. Because I was like, I like pizza. Driving seems fun. Mm-hmm. I get to eat pizza, and I get to bring people pizza. Mm-hmm. This sounds cool. And then, of course, you reach the age where you're like, okay, that's not really exactly going to be the. You know, I've never heard of someone that like I've been a delivery driver for thirty years. Like, <laughs> no, it doesn't really. It doesn't really play out. It's um, funny. I
1: it's I a, actually was a I wasn't a pizza delivery driver, but I was a parts girl delivery driver. So I used to deliver car parts to people there's and it was person, actually
0: there's a person that it was actually that?
1: a really fun job I worked with a lot of fun people parts. yeah that's a thing yeah yeah they're people cool I think food. car part I think the auto parts stores still do it oh. yeah I like mean, businesses yeah. like say your your local um you know uh mechanic will call up and say hey I need you know hmm. these parts and but they're busy so they can't come and get them so you send a person out
0: that makes to sense. To deliver the parts to them. Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, but... <clears throat> it
1: was a thing. I did it. And it was actually fun. One time, not so much. But, yeah, probably not. But summer, it was really, it was a really fun job because mm. I was out driving most of the day. That was, like, one of my first jobs.
0: That is cool. Yeah. We could definitely talk more about, uh, like, yeah. different, different <laughs> jobs. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I've had a, I've had a number of, like, you know, just, like, fun, fun, like, part-time jobs and whatnot in my life. But, uh, so I wanted to be a pizza delivery driver. Mm-hmm realize that was a foolish child thing. And then there was a period where I was like, Oh, I actually wanted to be a priest or a pastor. Mm-hmm. That that actually I think that lasted for about there was like a one to two year window where I wasn't saying I was taking it seriously, but I was like, I like the idea of it and Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I I went I went to private school and stuff like that. I like the the gospel and all, yeah. all that all that mumbo jumbo. So I was like, okay, that's kind of a thing. But then I'm like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um you have to be pretty—I don't want to say pure—to do that kind of work, but you have to be like a pretty, a pretty straight arrow type of person to do that. And I—it's not to say that I have like some crazy wild oats in me. I was gonna say, is to there something of, but...
2: that I haven't heard? <clears throat> I don't about think you? so. No, no, I—I I, <laughs> I don't think so. But
0: it's just—it—it—it wasn't—you know—that wasn't really something that was gonna be for me. In fact, the longest like career thing that I thought I was gonna be—I thought I was gonna be a journalist. That's what. <laughs> I was actually serious about for a while and through part of high school I still thought that that's kind of what my path was. I actually did a job shadow at a <clears throat> at a local paper at one point and I, I'm so glad I did that because it gave me exposure to like what it would be like to do that locally and grant you I didn't like think, I probably could have thought like more long term and been like okay like this is a stepping stone and like you do interning or mm-hmm yada, 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 but all I really kind of focused on was the stories they were telling were not really things I was that interested in, and the pay was awful, hours were awful, and I was like, okay, like, maybe this isn't going to be for me, and then, and then in my senior year of high school, I ended up studying um, graphic design, and that was actually a suggestion from my mom, um... You know, she just knew that I had an artistic kind of creativity side in me and that I like computers and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. she's like, why don't you give it a shot? And for most of school, I was a pretty terrible student. And then I ended up taking that. It was like the very first thing I actually got like a straight A in without having to feel like I was trying that hard. Mm -hmm. And so that was sort of a sign to me that I was like, okay, like this is something I can kind of just naturally do and not feel like I'm having to really mentally struggle to try to get through it. So that was a good thing. Um and then pretty much I just I, I wrote that out through college. I mean I I, I I have two degrees in graphic design and I did it for a while professionally and I still I still definitely utilize a lot of that stuff like in my daily life and whatnot, but I don't do graphic design for like mm-hmm. a profession right now. Um, but all I'll say with that is that as far as like the aspirational side of it goes, yeah, I've had different aspirations for where my life would turn out. Did I think I'd be where I'm at right now? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, Same. Definitely, definitely not. But I am also somebody that doesn't mind taking chances. I don't mind swinging for the fences, as they say, or mm-hmm. um, taking big leaps. And I have some other big leaps in my life that are planned for the future. I'm just kind of waiting for the right time. Um, But I always tell people around me if I like, I won't talk about it on the podcast, but if I get really in depth about the plans and whatnot, I always tell people, I'm like, okay, like, don't let me just like say all this and then be like, you're going to be like, that guy. It's just like, I'll do it next year or Mm -hmm. I'll do it next year. It's like, no, if if I'm still talking, it's like, if I'm still talking about this a year or two from now, like, no, you, you stop me and be like, Jordan, like what happened to you talking about that? You need to do, Um,
1: yeah, it's easy to do that though. I've been doing that for a yeah. long time
0: <laughs> yeah and i but i think we all do that for certain things mm-hmm. some bigger than others but no i i, I still have some we, we can talk about this off the podcast but i still have some things that i actually have planned for for 2022 mm-hmm. um i am hopeful that i can maybe do some of these things we'll see i don't yeah. know um but yes no i I'm, I'm hopeful for that stuff but let's let's get back to the, let's get back <laughs> to the movie so yes, it's a great movie so one interesting thing I actually found, and I did not know if you knew this, and I just found this out today from doing some research. So did you know that this movie, as a blessing and a curse, had an issue with its copyright?
1: Yes, I did hear that.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. and I found, I found this actually really <clears throat> fascinating as I explored it, because I was reading an old review from Roger Ebert, um, famed film critic, and he loved the movie, and he was talking about the copyright and how he and he was saying, I'm kind of almost uh, indirectly quoting him. He was talking about how <clears throat> the issues with his copyright actually led to a lot of its long-term success, but actually mm-hmm. almost hurt it yeah. at the same time. And I don't know how exactly it panned out, but <clears throat> from what I read, it was saying that the movie was under a, a strict copyright law up until 1974. And then at that point, the studio that had owned the rights to It's a Wonderful Life, they just never bothered to renew it, and they just let it go up into public broadcasting air, mm-hmm. which means that any television station or anyone out there could just grab it and put it out there. They don't have to pay royalties. They don't have mm-hmm. to pay proceeds. They don't They don't have to do shit. They could yeah, just display just... the movie and, and do that.
1: It's like you could just show in your living room to, exactly. like, 100 people. Which...
0: It's nice for like the sake of obviously it being able to be widespread without a bunch of people having to pay to do it. But then at the same time, obviously anybody that had still, that was attached to the original movie or anybody that behind that studio that was looking to make long-term profits on the back end, they, I mean, they basically just get hosed because Mm. they're, they're not making any money off that. Yeah. But, but at the same time, the movie up until that point, up until, like I said, 1974, it was essentially largely forgotten from the research I had done. It was not, like, when it came out in 1947, it didn't do well. It, it, I mean, like, it garnered a couple Oscar nominations, but just because, um, uh, well, oh my gosh, who's the director of the movie? Frank Capra. Yeah. He had some critical acclaim from, like, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Uh and some other movies, um, around that time. So he had some accolade on the critical side, but it didn't do well, um, In the box office, and so I think it's it's. Oh, hang on, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. It's just interesting to me that in the 70s, this thing gets lifted, and then a bunch of these places start showing it, and it's almost like the movie took on a life of its own Mm -hmm. beyond. And it wasn't even like a home rental thing; it's just something that television stations played, and then eventually it got caught on, and then eventually, 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 it became now what it is today, which is a annual tradition for a lot of families, Mm -hmm. and people love it. But I'm just curious what you think about that. It's just that the whole the whole law aspect of this movie is really interesting to me.
1: Yeah, I I had um, heard about that too, um, and yeah, it was interesting because yeah, it was it was like you said, largely lost for for a number of years. Um, I think it when it first came out, I think a lot of people really liked it, but I think some people thought it was a little dark, maybe <clears throat> not your typical christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Um it it was a little more, you know, a little little more dark topics. Um well, and so thing, I think it kind of
2: yeah.
1: not fizzled out, but I think it it um it wasn't it it was popular, but it wasn't as popular as it could have been. And then it, you know, was largely lost for for a number of years and then yeah, once decades, it resurfaced decades. Which, yeah, yeah, I feel bad because, you know, yeah, whoever had rights or was still connected to any this. Any stake in that. Yeah, any stake in this. Mm-hmm. They were basically losing, yeah, like getting.
0: You know something that's interesting, and if 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 you don't mind, Kim, I'm going to Google it because it's it's on the tip of my tongue right now, and I, I don't know, maybe you know. I I have no idea, you know, so like the, the typical release structure now, we all know, is that movie comes out, Presumably, if it comes mm-hmm. out in theaters first, maybe on a streaming platform, there'll be a yeah. physical media release, like, you know, a month or two later, that whole thing. Yeah. I have no idea how movies back in the 40s, like, if a movie, like, the VHS isn't around, how are they, how are they watching, is there even home video?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the those. only reason, I think the only way you could go see it probably was at a at a movie theater.
0: I'm, I'm going to look this up right now. I <clears> think. <throat> Can talk to, about whatever you
1: want right <laughs> now while I'm doing this. I have to, yeah, I have to say that I think there you know, there was movie theaters back then and that was one of the most popular things, you know, Sorry for about
0: those pop up noises. I'm for
1: <laughs> they were very popular for kids and adults, um, cause they didn't have as much, you know, entertainment activities I guess. <clears throat> uh, especially with music and movies. Um so I would, I would wager that you pretty much had to go to the, the movie theater and pay your, you know, whatever it was back then, 10 cents <laughs> to watch a movie or 25 cents.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm just trying to figure out, like, Okay, this person's asking, like, how do people in the U.S. watch movies back in the 1940s? Which I'm going to assume they just go to a movie theater, like you said. But I'm well, talking about home
1: video. And they also have, you know, the radio. Yeah. I know a lot of the movies, um, some of the shows were, were broadcasted over radio. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm going to
0: read this, if, if this is okay. So, <clears throat> according to Quora, from some random user on there, I have no idea how authentic this is. But they asked, "How do people in the U.S. watch movies back in the 1940s?" I'm not going to read the rest of the rest of his little question because that's the only one that matters. And uh, some person, again, I have no idea if this is a reputable source. Random dude, <clears throat> he wrote, uh, "Your basic premise is correct. There was no way in the 1940s to watch a movie except to project it from a film reel onto a screen." That makes sense. However, this person continues to say that they, they did not necessarily mean, or sorry, that did not necessarily mean that you had to go to a commercial cinema theater. Any organization or individual that had the proper equipment and sufficient funds, they could rent older movies from various film libraries. Okay, so film libraries, okay. But in, but in the commercial theaters, the program for an evening was normally a double feature with mm-hmm. one being a new movie on its quote unquote first run and the other an older film, sometimes several years old, on a second or third or more circuit of the theaters. That's actually that's so, interesting. So
1: very similar to what you would mm-hmm. do at a drive-in theater. I don't yeah, know if you've gone to very many I, drive-ins. I, when I was a
0: kid, yeah. I went to a couple. I
1: love the drive-in theater mm-hmm. and that's usually how they do it. They'll do a, a double feature.
0: No, it's just, it's it's super interesting to me um, because I really, I mean, I don't know if people think about this now or maybe they don't, but <clears throat> I know for myself, like when I think, like I look at my movie shelf even back there, mm-hmm. I feel like so fortunate. I'm like, I can just pull any of these tiles I, up anytime I want. It's so <laughs> I easy I was just for me. thinking of that, yeah. And then you look at streaming and all this stuff, I mean, shit, pe- people don't even have to make an effort. Just point a button and you have yeah. access to Thousands I, of yeah, titles.
1: Yeah, I, I, I that thought just popped in my head because you know I have It's a Wonderful Life, and I can literally watch it every single night if I wanted to. Of course. And it's just right at my fingertips. And yeah, back when it when this movie first came out, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't just do that. So that's probably another reason why movies back then didn't appear to be real successful.
0: Yeah, and that's, you know, and that's the thing, and I don't have time to, you know, really go into depth on it on this podcast, but we also don't know, at least I, myself and Kim don't know, I don't know how they're judging this, you know, Mm -hmm. I I don't know what they do, I mean, they're probably strictly going off of the box office and what numbers were recorded at that time, but
2: I don't even know how accurate it is.
1: That's, that's gotta be about right, I mean, just judging by Mm -hmm. how many tickets they were, they had sold to the the movie in different locations. Yeah. The business of
0: movies is interesting, aside from the entertainment aspect, just the business of it. I'm not always somebody that gets super steeped into it, but mm-hmm. specifically for older movies, I just think it's it's such a different time to consume entertainment, so I can't help but be very fascinated about just how it works from the back end. Yeah. Um, now, <clears throat> I told you that... You need to come on this episode be with a uh, Jimmy Stewart impression, or James Stewart.
2: <laughs> Can I actually talk about I, that really quick before this yes. part? Yes. So this is always, yes.
0: like, I, I don't know the answer to this. Maybe maybe you know this. So some people, as you know, call James Stewart Jimmy Stewart.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't get it. There's no I. Where, why is he called Jimmy?
1: <laughs> is this um, a thing that I don't J-
0: understand?
1: James, <clears throat> people named James were very commonly called, I had an uncle. yeah. And we called him Jimmy. I don't he was get James.
0: it. Do you understand? I,
1: I don't really know. It's it's kind of like Bob and, uh, what is it? Uh, what's the other name for Bob? Robert? I guess. Bob and Rob and, yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. James, Jimmy. I don't get it. I, I don't get it either because yeah. there's not really a, well, like these, you said, they're, they're, they're different letters. Well, but this is, the same, this is the
0: same person that says Richard is dick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who? Why? Why? I don't know who invented it. I don't know where it came from. I won't
0: won't Google it right now because I'm sure somebody out there understands it. But, like, (laughs) I just, to this day, I have a problem with it. I won't do it. I'm just, like, I'm not going to call him Jimmy if their name is James. (laughs) There is no I. If there's a way for me to shorten it, at least, like, the Rob, Bob thing, I can, like, okay. I'm, like, it kind of sounds similar.
1: Because you would... Yeah, there's no. It's not J. Well, to I, know, another another you wouldn't call like, have to call him Jam. No, but
0: like a, a, another example is people that are named William, they call him Bill. Bill.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't. Know.
0: I'm sorry. Like this makes me mad. Like I don't like this. Like it pisses me off. I don't. I do not understand it. It makes zero I, sense to me.
1: Yeah, I I don't I don't know where all that came from either.
0: I don't know. Maybe I'm just an idiot. Like, may, like no, I'm sure no. somebody out there is probably just like, "Well, gosh, like, there's a reasonable explanation for it," but I
1: don't know. No, it's fun. It's it's funny because I I have certain things like that that just drive me insane, and <laughs> the the most random weird things that most people are like, "Why? Why would that drive you?" I don't I don't know.
0: I think it's just it, it, it's either like the principle of it or the logic behind it because like it, it just doesn't click in my head. Yeah, I don't, I don't know.
1: I don't know where that came from, how the different I'm sorry, names I, got I did not
0: mean to go on a tire about that. I don't know. <laughs>
1: now we know how you feel about it's just that, weird.
0: But... It's just like name abbreviations or something. I I, I don't know. Yeah. Some somebody out there that's listening, if you know about <laughs> a more reasonable explanation for this and can send it to me, uh, let me know. The podcast email account is screenspeakpodcast at gmail.com. Drop me an email. Yeah, it would be, I, I it would it. be
1: interesting to hear like kind of a backstory on how that I'm those sure it started got... somewhere.
0: I don't think it just came out of thin air. And I'm sure it
1: started long time ago because it's Probably. been I mean, I remember being well, I'm not that old but I remember yeah. being a little kid and yes. you know, people were calling yeah, like Richard Dick or Jim Jimmy or Okay, I gotta talk yeah. about
0: Richard quick. Okay. Sorry, Dick. Um, like, do you hate your children if you name them that? Like, let's just like, why? Why I, in God's name would you call someone I, Dick?
1: I mean, I think years ago they probably didn't, but now, like, if you, do, you, that, you, mean, you, you do that, I mean, you probably want it. it. It's just like nowadays you have huh. to watch what your kids' initials are going to be.
0: Do you? Is that a thing? Sometimes, because like if an you ASS do like, like ass, is that like? Well, we talked um, about one
1: know. time, like, you know, like if you're. Your the first letter starts with a B and the second letter starts with a J. Well, then your initials are B J. You know, like what is that?
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> or I yeah. mean, there's just yeah, like you got to be careful what. Yeah. Even like initials nowadays, because they'll yeah. be like, "Oh, what's your initials?"
0: That's true. Well, I yeah, because there's some some people uh, that have certain names where it's like yeah, like they could be made fun of easily. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, anytime I always saw, like, someone named Richard, they're just like, yeah, my name's Dick. I'm like, okay, like, I know I'm supposed to, like, not be an immature person, but I'm going to laugh. Well, and, and, like, deep down inside, a part of me will laugh.
1: And and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where that word, that name became, like, where where along the lines of over the years know. that became, you know, a, a term <laughs> for... For lack of a better explanation, your male anatomy don't know where the name Dick became that. So back when, you know, in the 40s and 50s when people named their kids Dick... It wasn't a directory name. It wasn't? The, do we know? I that mean, for I don't know. Though. Maybe. Maybe, maybe the, it was. I don't know. Maybe it was. I mean, I haven't seen very many '40s movies that use that reference, but
0: I can tell I, you. I don't know. Well, I can tell you that. I mean, I don't have children yet. They ain't gonna be named Dick or Richard. No. I promise you that.
1: No, I don't. Yeah.
0: Actually, in fact, uh, speaking of future children names, and I, I will go back to the the reason I brought up uh, James Jimmy Stewart, Mm -hmm. Um, any future kids I have, the naming thing is actually going to be interesting because my future wife is Brazilian, Mm -hmm. and I'm not necessarily opposed to one of them having a, you know, a Brazilian name. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well,
1: yeah, it's only fair. Yeah, no,
0: it it is only fair, but it's just like I, I don't, I don't know. It, I, it's going to be interesting when we get when I get to that point in my life where yeah. I want to do that because I can almost promise you that Brazilian that culture is going to be incorporated with their names and I mean they're yeah. going to be bilingual and all that stuff too. But yeah. it's just going to be yeah, cool. But anyhow, that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> James Stewart. I'll call him Jimmy. Whatever. Yeah, let's
1: talk about James Stewart.
0: So <clears throat> the man has a distinct voice. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know what his accent is. Do you know what his or 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 let me let me phrase uh, it to you this way. Maybe it's not an accent, and maybe it's just like a Christopher Walken, where like he just I, has such a distinct yeah, way I, of speaking that it's just him.
1: I I think it's just him. I think he just has a very yeah Christopher Walken. Yes, he's got a very distinct voice, but I don't think well his is kind of. Uh, I think Christopher Walken isn't his kind of. Uh, I don't know Bronx or New York kind of thing. Oh, a bit I don't of know that. A, bit a bit of, of that. that. I'm so, not going to even
0: try to do an impression because I, I I know a lot of people. It's very popular to do Chris he's, Walken he's impressions. Funny. Yeah, I just I I can't do a good one, so I won't. I'm I won't not
1: going to do... attempt it. But no. <laughs>
0: um, but I'm but I'm looking up right now because I mean I could
1: attempt it, but it wouldn't probably sound anything well, like see, so here's well see
0: th- here's the thing I, I'm looking it up because I want to have some fun for a moment here before we talk about some of the other uh, parts of this movie I think it'd be fun He's he's got a very fun voice to try to he imitate does, even if we botch it it's going to be funny he has fun. a great
1: voice I love it
0: but I figure we can look up some lines from the movie and then we can take turns <laughs> saying them I, and I also realize that you're a woman and like <laughs> therefore might not sound exactly okay. like I, him I will, you can imitate I will be other people a too. team
1: player and give it a shot I yeah I ain't
0: okay let's uh I gotta find like one of his like wackier ones I guess uh oh well we don't want that that's like the dramatic part no no Hmm. actually you know what no let's just okay you know what he sounds like just think of things to say I'll like f- like random
1: just... things to say in Jimmy Stewart's voice oh, i just sure. called him jimmy it's, it's <laughs> Cause fine. you were just got me talking about jimmy now
0: Oh, okay so it's here I, I, right. I i'll start i'll break the ice with this <laughs> actually it's kind of funny break the ice cuz he saves his brother uh, harry bailey from drowning yeah um okay let me think of something it's going to be it's going to be bad but um
2: <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> i i i'm just kidding i don't have to do that much
1: what?
2: prep um <laughs>
0: Oh, well, uh, uh, hi, hi there, Kim. Uh, how the hell are you? I,
1: <laughs> oh man, I don't even know if I could do this. Well, I heard you um,
0: liked the, the, my movie. It's a wonderful life. <laughs> <laughs> I can't
1: even. I can't even do it. I can't even. I can't even begin. Can you?
0: Can you do Mr. Potter? Um, how about him? Mr.
1: Potter. Yeah,
0: he's just angry and old. Oh my god. Can you do him?
1: No, I don't think Damn so. It. I can't be angry and old. I don't think.
0: Can you? Okay, think of. I'm some, trying to. I'll, try, I'll I'm not letting of, you off the hook. I'll think
1: <laughs> of it. I'll think of it. I I almost was like close close to just doing a James Stewart, but I just I don't, I don't want to insult. <laughs> Because no, it see, will not sound like.
0: No, see, I don't mind insulting his legacy <laughs> or anything like that. I, I'm sorry, anybody that's a fan. No, yours, I, yours I actually it.
1: was pretty good. See, like, I, but, like, I'm gonna have to think on this. I'll, I'll, I'll. I'm not letting you off the hook. I know, I know. Yeah. You won't forget. I know, but but,
0: but I will. I will say, um, when it comes to like accents like him or anybody that talks like that, I just think that like it would be hilarious if just for like a day I talked like that. It's so like, hey there, how you, how you doing there? And, like, people are just like, what's yeah, what's going on, have... Oh, no, think... not, not too bad. Are you having a good day? Well... I think you should do
1: that at work tomorrow. You think so? I think so. Yeah. I think you should just.
0: How do I start the day? Well, good morning. Ah. Yeah. Uh, he don't, I don't know why I'm going like ah, like he doesn't he doesn't make like a bunch <laughs> of noises after he doesn't that. make
1: the noises after he says it, says something, but
0: well, he says uh, oh, well, like, geez Clarence, I never thought about the the bells ringing. Ah. I, I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Mary, how 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 do we, why do we have so many kids? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, that is one thing he says. Why do we have why do we have all these <laughs> damn kids? And, and then like he ta- he talks to the what is it the, the teacher on the phone.
1: Oh yeah, he gets. pretty He's depressed.
0: just like, hey, you just let her go home and she's gonna get pneumonia. Yep. You
1: half bat- naked,
0: half naked. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. He, he doesn't. Just,
1: yeah, he gets. He gets. He gets a little upset. I heard you do future, part of so. the I, I think I you tried did, to sneak
0: one in there. I did
1: try to sneak it in. So there you go. I did it. I did it. <sighs> I might
0: not, I still might not let <laughs> you off. I'll try. Of
1: I'll do. An, I'll try to do another one later. Okay, well, I'm sure we're... there's somebody that, that'll come up in this conversation. We'll see. Can... I'm,
0: I'm going to keep the impressions going. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I have I to can, do it. That... So I, I did not prepare for any of these. So another one, you got to love Old Man Potter. Um, yeah, I want to
1: hear this. because well, I, I, I can't even picture. I know he's old and grumpy. I just but... think of a
0: man that hasn't taken a good shit for a decade. He looks like he's constipated. He looks he's upset. Just... He looks like he has probably a bad back. Mm-hmm. He has all the money in the world, but he just... You know, yeah, he's he looks his, just like his face looks mad and, yeah. all the time. And so he's just like, well, George Bailey, I'm Potter, and Baileys are a boil on my spine. <laughs> I, I don't know. Some, I something I think that like,
1: sounded like, yeah, I just watched it yesterday and again, like that. and that does sound like him. Yeah, Yeah,
0: he's just like mad. He's like, I don't have well little, no, well, there's... There's a couple of parts where he tries to do that persuasive scene where he's yeah, just like, tries oh, to, yeah, he John, tries tries you want the ass to kiss ass a little bit, yeah. yeah he's like you want the box of cigars?
1: I'll send you a box. I'll send you a box. Yeah.
0: What a kiss ass. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Mister Potter. I'm gonna pay is, you
1: twenty-five thousand dollars a year. To that was probably a lot. It I mean, was, was. Probably big money. It was back probably then. a lot back then. Yeah. I don't know. Because he, I mean, he about fell out of his chair when he offered him that. So.
0: Did you ever see the SNL sketch with Dana Carvey yes. where they do the alternate ending <laughs> where, they, where they beat the shit out? Yeah, and then they're throwing him. Well, I mean, think about it because <laughs> because it is an interesting point. Mr. Potter, uh, I can't think. well, I don't know why I can't think of his whole name, but whatever. Uh, Potter, was it
1: Lionel? Oh, are we talking well, about the actor. like his new? Yeah. Oh, his 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 name in the movie. Yeah, okay.
0: I, I don't know. James Potter, whatever. I yeah, I don't remember. Actually, I think James Potter's Harry Potter's dad. So sorry about that. Um, point is, though Potter, he is one of the few villains. It's definitely the villain of the story mm-hmm. that gets away.
1: He, he does. He one
0: hundred percent gets away. He with does, it. He, and that's like, he does not get any punishment.
1: He does. That's always mm-hmm. confused me. Like, why at the yeah? Why did he get away with doing what he did?
0: But can I tell you something? I think it's actually important that he did not, because I think it's unfortunately a real life thing. Mm-hmm. Bad people get away with things. Yeah, it's not like the movies.
1: Yeah. And yeah they the, definitely made it true to life and I'm not saying remember. like
0: he's he's wrong he's <laughs> definitely wrong but there are bad people that they 100% get away with the things that they do
2: mm-hmm. or at, they least their, long, at least for a long a lot yeah, of years Maybe like when
0: they're dead like something comes out about them Yeah, um, yep. you can open Clarice that up wants in. yep she has she been let out long enough
1: come on kitty come on
0: Come on, join us come, come on, on you want to talk you yeah. wanna, you hi, wanna hi there Clarice, Clarice you want some food on, hop on up. I heard a, every time a cat <laughs> meows, an angel gets his wings. Yeah. um, something like that. But yeah, yeah Mister Potter, he's a he's a. He I'm is, sorry, he's a, he's trash. He's a te- he's, he's not a redeemable person. He's, he's, he's a dick. No, he's terrible. Like he is. He is a. <laughs> he is. If,
1: he's a very.
0: Actually, as, as as George Bailey says, you're a frustrated, warped yeah. old man. Like yeah. he's just a. Yeah, he's a pos. He's just.
1: He's one of those people that you know. Even though he's got more money than anybody in the city, he is oh, yeah. there. Um he is probably miserable.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like you know? he looks like I said, he looks like he's constipated. He looks like he hasn't smiled for a long time. Yeah. And I think he's just you know, there like people like that though. There are people like him where there's never enough. Mm-hmm. He could have. He could own the whole town. He could own the whole yeah. world, for all that matter. But he'd still suck. Yeah. He he'd just he would just be. Terrible. He's a Scro-
1: He's a real Scrooge. Absolutely. Before Scrooge saw it's the true. light. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I, yeah. Potter does not see the light. In fact, I he doesn't. He, he I think he gets probably sees the fiery uh, places of H E double hockey sticks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's a,
1: he's yeah. A... He never. He never changes his ways in the movie. He never. No. He never. He, he's,
0: he's pretty terrible. Yeah. Um. Okay. But. I'll, I'll hold off on the impressions for right now so I want to talk about some of the some of our favorite moments because mm-hmm. there's a number of a great lot. moments okay. in this movie um, I'll save <laughs> like the messages and the nice heartfelt stuff towards the end of the episode because okay. that's where I'm going to leave that but
1: so we want to um, do we want to start kind of towards the beginning. Yeah, I'm gonna go chronologically. Probably kind of chronologically. Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: gonna go chronologically. <laughs> um, I don't know if you had any notes yourself. I know you um, you have taken some notes. I but did, I and wanna, I, tried, I, wanna overlook them. I tried
1: to make them chronological. And I'm sure that a lot of these are going to be the same as what what we have. Um,
0: it's up to you. I can go off of what I have, or yeah. Do
1: you want to go off yours first, I and I, I can care. add to? You. I mean, first I want to just say that I yeah. love James Stewart. Um,
0: He's. He's a man's man, but he played the everyman well. He
1: did, and I mean, I would have totally married him if I was Mary, which she was like in love with him her whole life. So
0: that is one of the things I can see.
1: Yeah, that was.
0: I mean, their overall love story is actually uh, quite nice. Yeah, I like it. Towards the end of the episode, I will talk about one of the things that I actually think is pivotal when it comes to their relationship, but I'll save that.
1: Okay, you go. Um, You go ahead. So first
0: scene that I thought Mm -hmm. of as like being. You know, there's so many good scenes in this, but of course the the high school dance um, mm-hmm. when they sort of re well they knew each other as kids, but like that's the first time they see each other and they're like oh like you're good looking mm-hmm. yeah like they you see know? each <laughs> other across the
1: room and they both just like freeze and they're yeah. it's like they're the only two people in the room at that point.
0: It's pretty cool. Yeah, um, but it's a fantastic scene. It's actually a very, uh, very comical scene, I love and that's that. one thing yeah. that I don't think people always give credit to. To Wonderful Life, there actually is some really nice humor, mm-hmm. and some of it's actually nice. And it's not like I don't, I don't know how to say this, but like sometimes there's certain movies where like they're PG and their humor really feels PG. Mm-hmm. Like it just feels like it's oozing clean. Uh, and yeah. this movie, like. Even though people aren't swearing and doing things like that, the humor still feels authentic. Yeah, it doesn't feel like somebody's like trying to like.
1: Well, I just can't swear right
0: now. Like, no, I know, like it, I know. it feels it feels appropriate to the movie, so it's a compliment.
1: I do. I feel I feel them. like they kind of even were in a couple parts trying to kind of push the envelope a little bit with some of the humor, which I which I liked. I thought it was cool well, for no for as old as the movie is.
0: Well, because shortly... Kind of some of the
1: references in it.
0: Well, especially shortly after the high school dance, you have <clears throat> the iconic, you know, the Buffalo Gals, why not you come out tonight? Mm-hmm. And the famous, the fa- very famous, very sweet moment where he's like, whoa, what, what is it you want, Mary? You want the moon? I'll throw a lasso and pull it down for you, <laughs> And that. it's going to go down your mouth, it's going to dissolve, and he, he gets pretty yeah, detailed he just, with it. Yeah. Um, but it's actually a very sweet scene, but... Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, it would be so interesting to get go take a time machine, because I have to imagine that there were some crusty, old, very set-in-their-ways audience members that when they saw that scene where they're alluding to Mary being naked mm-hmm. and hiding in the bush, I bet that was kind of pushing the limits. A little risky. Like, even though, like, you know, they're not showing anything. It's no. Not, it's a playful scene. No. You know, George's like, this is an interesting situation, <laughs> and he <laughs> yeah. plays with it, but I didn't see a lot of movies from that time- Kind of show some uh, innuendo mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But I always like that scene. Yeah, it was I. very funny.
1: Yeah, that that was funny. Uh-huh. And so she's in, she's like all embarrassed. And at first he's kind of like, oh, here, catch. And then wait, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, he's just you know, like, wait just wait thinks a thinks He's like, about this doesn't it. happen every he's day. Like, Naked <laughs> girl in the bush. <laughs> and they're, you know, what can I do I, with this? You know? <laughs> yeah, but I, I like
0: that because, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying every young person's like that, but. Life is too short to keep it straight all the time. Uh I like sometimes rambunctious. I like people that kind of get in trouble a little bit. So, yeah, um, I think that's fine. I know um, that
1: was a very good one.
0: And then shortly after, this is one of the more, I'd say, like powerful scenes and also like super well acted. But the, the telephone scene. Now, this is later when Harry yep. comes back and George is kind of begrudgingly going to Mary's like you I know he 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 loves her he knows he does but he's just like god damn it I don't want people to be right about it Yeah my like life. he just takes like, a sweet he the sweet time getting there like he wants to have control and he feels mm-hmm. like he doesn't have control and yeah. everyone's just kind of telling him Yeah what like to his
1: need. mom's just, like you need to go and call on yeah, her that sucks. and and he's mm-hmm. he, he heads the opposite direction on purpose and then he just yeah, kind was, of rant just very slowly makes his way back around to yeah. your house. And,
0: you know, that's something I'll, I'll be honest <laughs> like I can relate to some of that because there's times where I'm very close with my mother. And mm-hmm. there's times where I'm like, damn it, she was right.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I'm like, I, I'm sure anybody that has a parent, you're just like, you kind of get mad a little bit. When yeah. they know something that you don't know. Yeah. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. Yeah. But... I want to talk about that scene because the telephone scene, when Sam Wainwright's on the phone Mm -hmm. and... It's so good because they don't say much, but, like, the chemistry is oozing across the screen, and Mm -hmm. you just, you can feel the longing that the both of them Mm -hmm. have, but they're not able to put it in the words. And it's just, it's one of the most romantic moments I think I've seen in any movie. I love that
1: part, because you, you, you can see them, like, just inching Mm -hmm. closer and closer. Yeah. And they just have this look on their face, like, they're almost like they're kind of scared, but at the same time they're just like it's like a force that's like drawing them together and yeah i love that and did you used... ever
0: have a moment like that with your husband it's okay if you
2: did it um, like, i mean i ah, you know.
1: <laughs> i mean yeah like over yeah i mean certain times yeah there's definitely times where you're kind of you know you have those moments where well, this is why I love you so much. You know, like you yeah. just you just have those certain but but things. But they're not said. No, that's the thing. No, like you just moments like things like that.
0: You don't speak. No,
1: really. you kind of keep it mm-hmm. to yourself. But you just you realize that that's why you're attracted to this person, or mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I've definitely mm-hmm. had those moments, and still do.
0: Things like that are yeah. I think things like that are endlessly fascinating. And again, most of them you could say are unexplainable. even, mm-hmm. even though a lot of people I would say just boil it down to they have chemistry. Yeah. Or they just like each other, which yeah, eh, like maybe, but I don't know. The there's the way that they that scene again plays down. <clears throat> excuse me, in the movie, it's just very powerful and it's just pure mm-hmm. and it's. I, I mean, that's if I've ever seen love on screen like between mm-hmm. characters and even the actors again because they they, it's so convincing. Yeah, it's so convincing. It's just again I can't I can't sing that scene's praises enough. It's just one yeah. of the most convincing like romantic moments in a movie I think that I can ever think of. Like
1: No, apparently. yeah, and I think I don't I don't yeah. think it would have I I don't know. I mean, I think those two were the perfect people to play in this movie. I don't think I don't know if you would have had that I don't know same
0: It's hard to think of either ex- like Yeah, it's hard to put like a, other people well, in that. Well it'd be like if somebody like remade it, which God God hope that doesn't
1: happen. Yeah, no, you um, yeah. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, I I don't, uh, I don't know. And, you know, truth be told, I feel bad. Donna Reed, uh, this was her first starring role, which Mm -hmm. is kind of nuts. Yeah. um, Because she kills it, absolutely kills it. Yeah, she is awesome. I feel bad because, and I don't know, maybe I might be in the minority on this, but a lot of people, when they talk about older movies of this time, they do tend to focus on actors. But I bet there's a lot of actresses, Mm -hmm. women, that are forgotten about. And yeah. I can promise you, I mean, I, hey, I, I fall on the list. I've seen one Donna Reed movie. It is this movie. I have not seen any other movie with her. I'm sure she's great in some other she, things. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel bad about and that.
1: I I am guilty of that, too. I mean, a lot yeah. of times when I'm watching, I, I will say probably 95% of the time when I'm watching a movie, I'm focusing. Well, and I'm a woman. But I'm focusing on the, the males in the movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And... And I'll be honest, like, I don't even have a favorite actress. I can't even name someone mm. that. I could,
2: like. I,
1: I could name more people, older actresses like Donna Reed. Like, I could name somebody like yeah. that as opposed to any new person out there now. Like, I can't, I couldn't even, if you ask me, actually, the closest I'll get to, like, a favorite actress is, is Dolly Parton. I love Dolly Parton. <laughs> I don't
0: think I've ever seen her. She's Dolly just Parton awesome. I, she's, I, don't, I don't think I have. I, I know have, she does music.
1: Yeah. I. <laughs> This is I got to tell this story cuz it's Christmassy. It's fun. So, there is a movie and it was actually a made for TV movie and it stars Dolly Parton and it's called Smoky Mountain Christmas. Mm. And <laughs> I've I've played this movie for my husband and son several times and they just always it's kind of one of those like, "Oh my god, we're going to watch this again." And I don't do you, do you know who Lee Majors is. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, when I was growing up, I had a crush on him, too. And so, yeah, I've always... Dolly was, like... She's just, like, the sweetest person in the world. So how can you not love she her? She does
0: seem pretty cool. Yeah. Yes.
1: So, um yeah, so it's called Smoky Mountain Christmas. It's yeah. kind of hard to find. Look um, this up,
0: people. Smoky Mountain Christmas Dolly yes. Parton. Find so
1: it. So here's, in a nutshell, what it's about. She's, she's herself, basically, okay. in the movie. She starts out, and she's all bells and whistles, and <clears> she gets sick of it. She's sick of the big city... Yeah, your typical like it's kind of like Hallmarky. Okay. Kind of. It's
0: got some cheese. To Let's it a go away bit. from the
1: city and go into the cabin in the woods. And she wants to get away and right. Gets to the cabin in the woods and there's like six or seven little kids living in the cabin and they came from the orphanage.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> and yeah, so and Lee Majors is in it and it's just I don't want to tell too much because if you guys do find this movie, you gotta watch it. Of course. I mean, it's. I love it. I grew up watching it. Maybe you guys.
0: Hey, if you let me know where I can find it, Kim. You know I am open to watching. I, literally just about. I anything. actually,
1: I actually have a DVD of it. It's not the best quality. I might be able, able to stifle my comment for
0: the. Uh, I I could get through not <laughs> seeing it in pure HD. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's <clears throat> like I said. It, it was a made-for-TV kind of movie, so okay. it's not. Yeah, the the quality was of this. I don't even know. My sister-in-law found this DVD for me, actually, at, like, one of those places that sells, like, obscure movies that you can't yeah, find anywhere. Yes. And so, yeah, but it's, um, so it's a little fuzzy in spots, but it's actually, it's actually pretty, pretty decent. Um.
0: I'm always willing to give it a watch, but, so if I find it or it stumbles <laughs> across my radar, uh, I will try to watch it.
1: I, I will loan it to you sometime. Very cool. You can... But it's it's a sweet movie. It's it's kind of got a um mm. like Snow White feel to a portion of it. it. There's kind of a weird witch thing, I don't know. There's a witch? Yeah, there's a witch in it, which okay. that part's <laughs> kind of like you could take that or leave it, but it kind of ties into part of it. So
2: Um But
1: it's yeah, it's got a lot going on. It's a Christmas movie. It's it's just a feel good thing, but yeah. So if I had to choose like a favorite actress like right now, I'd probably just say Dolly Parton. See, <laughs> somebody, I, somebody older <clears throat> that.
0: There's a lot of actresses that I like. Um, I'll just, okay, without thinking, I'm just going to rattle off a bunch of just names. Throw that one I out can. there. Um, here's all actresses that I like: uh, Kate Blanchett, Scarlett Johansson, Natalie Portman, Meryl Streep, uh, Leia Sudeau, um, Marion Coutillard. Uh let me, let me think of a few more so that I can be good. Uh, Renee Russo, like her.
1: Um, I' was gonna say there's a couple there that I don't even know who they are.
0: Uh, Anna de Arma, Anna de Armas, I think I'm saying her name right? I like her. um uh, hang on let me just let me let me think people don't rush me. I am we just need like,
1: silence we need uh,
0: <laughs> let me because there's a few others. Uh, I like, what, I, like, I like Reese Witherspoon um oh Robin Wright, Robin or formerly Robin Wright Penn. Uh, jenny. Like uh, Jenna. yes <laughs> i i do like Jenna. even though jenny is kind of the villain of forrest gump she literally leaves him with an age yeah, she uh, baby she she's kind of uh... terrible um let me think who else oh emily blunt I like her a lot um i already talked about meryl streep I like her and i want to get two more so that i can give the ladies their due credit um let me think uh rosario dawson I like her and da, 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 uh, Helen Hunt. There we go. So see, yeah. I, I'm. I, I know.
1: That's pretty good. Yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't rattle that many off. No, I
0: I, I I know both both men and women in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Helen Hunt, I recently watched in uh, As Good as It Gets, which is. If, have you seen that movie? Um.
1: No. Jack
0: Nicholson. Um, I like
1: Jack Nicholson, but. So it
0: came out in ninety seven, I believe. Both him and Helen Hunt won Oscars for the movie. Okay, I've is, heard of it.
1: I've just never seen it.
0: It is absolutely one. Like, I mean, I, I'll i probably be a broken record because I say this a lot when people know me in movies. But it is 100% of, like an absolute favorite movie of mine. Um, I can rewatch it. It's got a lot of rewatchability. And it it's just such a sweet movie. That's the best way that I can put it is that mm-hmm. it's just such a charming, well-written, good, good Good, good movie. And I'm so freaking frustrated because to check the that ah, the movie is not readily available on Blu-ray, which is insane mm-hmm. because I don't understand why. It's a fantastic movie. It's written and it's directed by James L. Brooks. It's not really old. No, it's from 97. It's not entirely old. It's got Jack Nicholson. Um, but I've been trying to find a physical copy of that movie for a long time, and I have not been able to find that yet. Of course, they don't have a 4K of it, but um i think it's actually on my amazon wishlist i have like some like version from germany or something so Mm. we'll we'll see if i ever pull the trigger on that but let's get back to We'll keep an eye
1: out for that one it's so good
0: it's so good i'm Mm. i'm sorry i can't help if it comes into my mind i I think
1: the i think the only helen hunt movie i can think of off top of my Mm -hmm. head is twister because i I love that i love bill paxton r.i.p
0: bill paxton
1: yeah, like, I love Bill Paxton. The guy so was truly, for... truly a
0: national treasure, and mm-hmm. uh, to me, that guy's a chameleon of an actor. He
1: was in, yeah. He, like, he, 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 can, he can do anything. Tombstone. um Titanic. He was Titanic, yeah. Terminator. Yeah, he... Predator 2. He was like, yeah, that guy that's in so many movies that...
0: He's so good, though. Yeah. Um, he was in a really great movie that a lot of people don't talk about called Frailty. I don't know if you ever yes, seen
1: Yes, where he's kind of... Yeah. psychopath yeah
0: that's a really good movie mm-hmm. um because Matthew McConaughey's in that one yes yeah. yes and if I am I might let me see I think Bill Paxton he might have he might have directed that movie he may have let me let me look just because I, I gotta figure this out it's, it's gonna drive me we insane. gotta
1: know the answer before we can move uh, on <laughs>
0: yeah because Frailty came out in 2001 we, yeah yeah Bill yeah. Paxton directed it okay that's that yeah a, it's a really good movie it's um, yeah it's, it's a little it's dark it's kind of a it's a twisted movie a but little different um yeah very good movie but yeah i love bill paxton and Me too. Twister's, twister's twister's fun i don't give a shit like yeah it's, like, it, it's kind of dumb in some scenes but it's got philip seymour hoffman it's fantastic yeah
1: it's it's a great movie i mean it's you know we mm-hmm. live in the midwest we, we're all gonna love twist just like field of dreams we're all gonna love it. Because is because that
0: because is that we're in the midwest is i don't that know we love
1: it? i don't know but that's why i don't I mean, know i mean i think you'd have probably
0: it well would, it would certainly help if you can relate to the location more yeah by being around i don't it i don't sure. i'm
1: not gonna say that's the only reason we love no, it no
0: no i mean i think there's a good more reasons a good movie. yeah like, i think it's, it appeals to anybody yeah yes it does help yep. um so i got a couple more it's a wonderful life moments and then we'll keep going um, one, I do very much like the Potter persuasion scene, where he tries to get in the work for him. He tries to s- uh, seduce George. Mm-hmm. I like that scene, because, well, for one, Bailey knows that Potter's basically scum. He's terrible. He mm-hmm. hated his dad. He hates the Baileys. He hates the town. He hates everything.
1: He just but wants to own everything. He does want to own everything.
0: But yet he does... I don't know. It's It's very interesting. Bailey... Despite knowing all these things about Potter, he does treat him with respect.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, the only times that he like lashes out at him is when Potter instigates it, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. otherwise, no. I mean, like he may be like an enemy, but he's like, okay, I'll I'll hear this guy out, like yeah. whatever. Um, and for a moment, he is like because of his dreams of of leaving the city and everything like that. He is a bit like, wow, shit, like this would be great. Like, Mary, we can get out of this drabby old house. I mm-hmm. can travel. I can get the hell out of Bedford Falls. This could really start my life open. But then he knows, he knows deep down what Potter's all about. Mm -hmm. And then he's just using George as the pawn in his game. And I don't know, I guess I just love that scene because it's yet another instance of the character of George being so inherently good that even though the life that Potter is offering him would likely make him happy on a lot of different levels. He he just can't do it. Mm-hmm. He can't do it, and that's he what makes him so good. To that no level. It does of- not matter how much cash he shoved in front of him. He's like, I, I won't do it. He has yeah. integrity and mm-hmm. he has character. Yep. Which that's one of the morals of this movie is that character matters over cash. Yep. It, it does. Um, and then let's see, I had uh, oh yeah, I had a couple other ones. Um, when he's coming unhinged, like when he's realizing that Uncle Billy lost the eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and he's like really trying to keep it together and not lose his shit in mm-hmm. front of his family, but of course he eventually does and starts yeah. kicking boxes around. Um, that scene always breaks my heart though because mm-hmm. one, it's so well acted. Mm-hmm. Like you can see, like he, oh, he yeah. has yeah, like, he. I mean, the makeup they did great with the makeup, making him look like just like tired mm-hmm. and strung out, and he's like sweaty. But at the same time, you can tell that he's just, he's trying to keep it all together for the sake of his family. But he's like, I am, like, he's I'm fucked. Like ra- he, he's, he's
1: about ready to just lose it all, yeah. Yeah,
0: Um. I don't know what you think about and, that, but it's, it's powerful. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. And,
1: you know, there's the part where, you know, the little boy comes and sits on his lap. And he's just, he's uh, hes trying so hard not to just, like, he just keeps hugging him. Like, yeah. it, like maybe <clears throat> if I just keep hugging this little kid that... It'll it'll um, make it all better, but he just it just keeps.
0: I feel like as a parent, building. that scene might might even be more effective than it is for me because,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: I've had my mom and dad both tell me like different times where things weren't always going right in their life, but they always tried to keep a good face on for me. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't want me to like think anything was wrong. Yeah.
2: And,
0: yeah, parents, I think, have a lot to juggle when they think of like the image that they're presenting for their kids, mm-hmm. and they can't like. You can't be perfect. You can't always put on that sunny face for your child. Like, yeah. eventually, they're going to probably see you having a bad day. Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: yeah. I don't know. They, I just, I, that scene was always very effective.
1: Yeah, they will. And, you know, you try really hard to, you know, you, kids and animals definitely make life better. Um, yes. And I think that's what he was trying. Like, he just, he, he was like, I don't want to let go of, you know, my child because if I, you know, if I do, I'm going to just totally lose it. Yes. And he finally just gets to that point where...
0: But you know what I like about this? And I actually, I'll, I'll give my mom some credit because we watched that scene and she even specifically said that one of the reasons that she likes that so much is that he totally realizes that he took it too far, that he mm-hmm. like, he's like goes overboard. Yeah. But again, George Bailey is like one of the best on-screen characters of a good guy portrayed because even after that, he still is able... Even though knowing he's probably going to go to jail Mm -hmm. and all this stuff is like he's going to lose his whole life, he still is able to muster enough energy to be like, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, like he just... He apologizes to everybody in the room Mm -hmm. and he doesn't escalate it or take it worse. Like he still manages on the brink of failure and like Mm -hmm. the brink of just total implosion to not destroy his family with him i mean that that speaks that speaks volumes for the person yeah Mm -hmm.
1: that was very powerful yeah Mm -hmm. he just he does he stops and he just looks around and sees you know kind of his wrath (laughs) for the moment there and and i
0: have to imagine that because i don't actually know if frank if frank capra if he wrote and directed the movie or if he just directed it i'd have to go look at the screenplay who wrote it but i have to imagine that that's something that's an element that that james stewart jimmy stewart must have brought to it, where, because mm-hmm. like, think about it, if you see that written on the page, I mean, that's that's great, mm-hmm. but unless you have to have a really good actor that can make that scene, he has to sell it. Yeah, You have to sell the emotional stakes in that scene, where it's like, it's not enough that it's the written word on the page. Mm-hmm. That's where you need an actor.
1: And when you say that, I almost think that he mm. did write, but I don't know if you knew this, but this, it, it was actually made from the idea came about because of a Christmas card. Mm. It was like a um I don't remember what year it was, but there was a like almost like a little booklet mm-hmm. that this guy made and he gave it out to friends and family, like I don't know, thirty copies of this out to friends and family. And somehow it got out um to someone, I don't even remember who if it was like Cary Grant or I don't know, somebody like in kind of the Hollywood scene or something Mm -hmm. had saw this or had heard about this Mm -hmm. and it wasn't the, the card or the story back then, it wasn't called it's a wonderful life. It was called, I think I actually wrote it down. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the greatest gift, it was kind of a short story that was kind of made into a Christmas card Mm. and he had given it out to like his friends and family. And and I can't remember I should have wrote the the name of the guy that wrote that, but um yeah somehow the story kind of got out and then it was just adapted. Somebody had written, took it took it and kind of ran with it and wrote, ended up writing "It's a Wonderful Life." Interesting. From the story. <clears throat> no, I,
0: I I did not know that. That's, yeah. That's really interesting to think about.
1: Yeah. So yeah. it all started from a Christmas card basically, and it just kind of yeah. somebody got a hold of the. I don't know if they had found a copy of this card somewhere is what I'm guessing. They obviously
0: developed it into a full story. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, somewhere
1: along the line they saw that this would be a good story.
0: Yeah, but, I don't know, to me, like, I just, I still think that the the actors have to bring a lot to that because mm-hmm. they have to read what's not on the page you know they have exactly. to instinctually connect to what's being said and like how it should be expressed now that's just i, I could yeah, talk about can, that for a long time yeah you but,
1: can't just look at a, a script and just read off of it you have to like become yourself that. in that you have space to, and, you have to be I, I always say that if you're an actor or actress i mean you really to get it to be successful, like you really have to be that person. And I've seen a lot of actors mm-hmm. and stuff and actresses that have done that where mm-hmm. they pretty much transform themselves into. Yeah. This I mean, they, they put
0: themselves in an extremely vulnerable state. And that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, every scene an actor does means they have to be breaking down or crying. It doesn't mean yeah. that. But even in scenes where they're just being how the character is, that's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You have cameras on you, you have, you know, all these. Things that are going around you that are trying to set the scene and get the lighting just perfectly right on you, so mm-hmm. that you can deliver uh, this moment. So yeah, I'm just I'm I'm always in complete awe of of, uh, of actors, and I think Jamie Stewart, uh, I, the guy was uh, he's a phenomenal actor. Phenomenal, yeah, what, is my cat behind her What is she? She's what's she doing? She's
1: just
0: is she laying down. She's
1: kind of cozying into a. A little foam piece of something, like, packing. Oh, that's fine.
0: That's fine. I just wasn't sure. I I heard her making a noise back there. I was like, "Mm." Yeah,
1: she's trying to weasel into it, I think. Um, Very last
0: (laughs) scene. It's not really a scene, but it's just a scene stealer. But I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Clarence.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, how
0: can I not talk about this movie and talk about Clarence? Uh, He's kind of a, a little bit of a dope. You know, mm-hmm. He's not like dumb. He's not dumb by any reason, but like as I no, say, just... like he has he has kind of like the maturity level of a child. He's just very innocent.
1: Yeah, he's not. You know, um, he doesn't really look like an angel. I mean, he just looks like some guy. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't
0: know who that actor is. Uh, and I feel bad. Cause I'm uh, sorry, I, guy that played
1: Clarence. Like, yeah, I, what, I who, wish I would have wrote down everybody's names. But
0: um, but I do I do like him, and he also had some great comedy. Uh, I mean, even like when he jumps into the water, he's like, "Help,
1: help!" You know, yeah, like, he's kind of being obnoxious. He's funny, yeah. He was, he was very.
0: And then he just acts all nonchalant. He's just like, "What? Like, don't people know? Like, I'm an angel, angel second class. Like, oh, yeah, I'm 200 <laughs> like some years old. Like, let uh-huh. me get this kind of drink." Like, he he just does all these odd things. Yeah. And he acts like it's normal, but, um, but I I, I don't know. It I probably won't be able to articulate all my thoughts on the character Clarence, but I do like that. His character's funny, mm-hmm. but he is also really the saving grace of George where if you don't understand what this guy is trying to tell him by showing him what it'd be like if he wasn't born, um, you know, it wouldn't work. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the movie actually is riding on this moment yep. to, to see that. And, and in fact, it's just interesting because the whole movie up until that point is extremely realistic and just kind of grounded mm-hmm. and then when you get to that point that's where it's like oh now we're in fairy like fairy tale land mm-hmm. like now we're in you know fantasy kinda, if you yeah. call it that, because it's the only time in the movie where it's taking reality and you know stretching mm-hmm. it but i'm gonna ask you the the deep question kim if you were not born what do you think would happen like what? What do you think? What would happen if you or not? If you did not exist?
1: You know, I, I kind of thought about this, and I did, and I didn't think of it in that regards. Like I didn't think of what if Kim was never born. Um, but my, I guess I don't know if I can clarify what it would be like if I specifically was not born. But I do like, and I'll go back to the movie. I do like the fact that. You know, one person really, truly can make a huge difference in the world.
0: Yeah, their ripple effect. Yeah. Your life touches other people.
1: Yeah, like, when and you don't even know it, you know? Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I would like to think that, you know, I've touched people or um, that I've done things in my past that have helped people that maybe wouldn't have been able to get out of a situation. Or, I mean, I'm always Mm -hmm. willing to jump in and, you know... Uh, put myself out there whenever anybody needs help or in a crisis or any, you know, I'm pretty good under that kind of situation. But, um, but yeah, just watching just that, that part of the movie that, I mean, you would, you want to believe that you're, yeah, if you didn't exist in the world that there would be an impact yeah. just because of, you know, people you've run into. um. Well, you answer, like to think you, you've made a difference in some at least one person's life.
0: The thing is, so there's a couple of different ways I think you <laughs> can look at the question of if you're not born, what does it do? So I think from one instance, what you're kind of talking about, like the actual physical act of helping people, mm-hmm. that's a thing. You can yep. quantify that and be like, if I was not there to physically do that, then that would not happen and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. There's that aspect of it. But then I think there's the other aspect of the things that you don't do. So even like just your presence and who you are, someone that you might not even know might look at you and be like, ah, Kim makes my day nice. Or like, I like Kim. Or just something about you might, for better or worse, be something that that person carries with them. Mm -hmm. Or another way to look at it would be how you might inspire somebody. Mm -hmm. Because certain things I don't think happen unless other people touch another person and make them either think about an idea or act on it or push them to it. Um, so I think a person's life has a couple of different ways that it tends to channel off of one another and, mm-hmm. and affect things. Um, but specifically, I want to get specific. You're you do not exist.
1: Right, well, now. And, I just it, came. I came down.
0: It, I I have wings, <laughs> I didn't tell you
1: about. Well, this, and, and it. another thing too. It, you're <laughs> just when you're talking about all that is, you know, I start thinking. Okay, if. If I was never born, that mm-hmm. means like my son would never have been born. Sure. Like he wouldn't exist. He wouldn't yes. be here to do the things that he's done in his life or the things that he'll do in the future.
2: Yeah.
1: Um like he plays music. Like maybe down the road he'll be someone that brings joy to people with his music. I mean, he does mm-hmm. already do some some of that, but who knows what he'll do down yeah. the road. So you know, if I didn't exist, he wouldn't exist because even if my husband would end up with a, a different person because mm-hmm. I didn't exist, right. it wouldn't be the same, you know, yeah. the son wouldn't be the same.
0: Yeah. I, I'm try- <laughs> i trying to think if I could answer the question for myself. It's not yeah, like what? the obvious. I mean, if I don't exist, um, you know, then my, my brothers, they might not have the same relationship they have with each other, assuming mm-hmm. they still exist. Yeah. So... The dynamic would be different with our family, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think there's been a time or two where I've been really, like, nice to somebody mm-hmm. and helped. Yeah. So, perhaps those things would not happen. Um, I wouldn't be able to buy movies. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe some Blu-ray or DVD company out there is just like, man, it's too bad Jordan doesn't exist anymore. Because yeah. he used to buy a
1: lot of our he shit. He bought all our movies. Um, I don't
0: know. I, I do that. Um... I don't know, you know, it makes me think, because, like, I guess I probably wouldn't be able to fully, unless I have Clarence come down and, like, remove me from my life and let me actually witness it, which, he is not wrong in the movie, it's a pretty phenomenal gift, to be, like, that's... Uh, Can you imagine, like, if you actually got to, like, even if it was for, like, an hour to be like, hey, you get to see what it's like to see. Yeah, be like, okay,
1: God, give me this power, and I'm going to pursue, you know, it is. An absolute power.
0: Um, It's fascinating to think about, but what it makes me think about, ultimately, is that even though I might not know all the different ways that my life would, hopefully, for the better, impact people, it does make me think about my legacy. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm not really necessarily somebody that sits around going, like, I hope I'm remembered a hundred years from now. I mean, it'd be nice, I suppose. Like, if it's for mm-hmm. something great, I guess, or just yeah. something good. But, I don't know. It makes me think about legacy and, like, what do I want my life to mean to other people. Mm-hmm. It is interesting. I don't have an answer yeah. for it. It's just I'm pondering Well, yeah, it.
1: I don't either. And it, And it's hard to think of on the spot when you, you know, when you're asked that certain questions like that. But, um... I don't know i always just think you know i always think that you should live your life as the like that person that you want to be remembered by like when you're gone and people look back and say jordan i remember jordan like what do you want them to remember about you you know like
0: i think if if i could answer the question right now i would say it's a two-parter i would say one the people thing would probably come first i would Mm -hmm. want to be either fondly remembered or looked upon by people that knew me as somebody that that person was a good person in their life and they made world around them be a better place. Like that would be like the Mm -hmm. first one. That'd be fine. But then the second one for more of like an actual, like maybe like a physical thing to leave behind. I'm not going to invent something or whatever, whatever, but I would like to maybe perhaps be this, this might sound a little far fetched or maybe a little off, but one of the things I love about actors and filmmaking in general is that they're able to encapsulate all these hardworking people into a two-hour movie, right? Mm-hmm. And it's they leave it behind. It's yeah. something to leave behind and it lasts, presuming if it's well taken care of and mm-hmm. preserved. Maybe the National Film Archives take it, I don't know. But I would like to maybe have some portion of my life where I maybe physically left behind either a piece of work or a piece of something that really encapsulated kind of, like, me and what I was all about and was able to um, give people some type of joy or experience or something like that. I think that would be, like, my ultimate wish. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even shit.
1: Something to leave people with. Like, if you just, like, walked away
0: yeah you know, if i were to like just be gone tomorrow if i died like just i got something that people could look back at that and be like well we'll always have that to go back to and that maybe your
1: podcast
0: <laughs> I, I <don't> know. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: fun you know i mean be proud of it
0: i like it yeah i still i still have a lot of work to do on it but i also have some other things outside of the podcast uh it's kind of some of those things i mentioned that uh-huh. it would be an off the podcast conversation for now because i don't want to burst the bubble too soon for what i'm trying to plan Mm -hmm. but um yeah i don't know we'll we'll see but yeah i at the very least i like this stuff i Mm -hmm. mean i like podcasting it's fun yeah and i can save this stuff and yeah it'd be fun to go back like years from now and be like oh listen to how i talked about that (laughs) well yeah and even
1: you're to me you're bringing some fun and happiness into people's lives because if you know if you're just sitting around and you're you know kinda contemplating things or not sure what's going on or you're just you know sometimes, you know, just music or just Mm -hmm. like a podcast. You could just turn it on and just listen to people just talk about Yeah. I mean, podcasts and stuff are everywhere and so and they're all about different topics. So I mean pretty much I, I would assume pretty much any anything you want to hear about is probably
2: probably
1: out there somewhere. Yeah. And music, I mean music is I always turn on music when I'm just need something.
0: (laughs) I think I thought of maybe the third thing possibly for myself. I I don't know. This might, it's very mixed with like the second thing I said. So, Mm -hmm. so perhaps, but, um, so I recently, maybe not that recently, I watched the movie, a star is born. Um, the, the new one. The new one. The Bradley Cooper with Lady Gaga. I haven't Gaga. seen either
1: one of them. So. Um,
0: I will say really quickly, Zola, my fiancé, she, I don't think she'll be mad at me for saying this, but she loves to make fun of Lady Gaga in her song The Shallow. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard it on the radio. Uh, um, in the sh- uh, sh- sh- shallow
1: I don't even know if I've heard it. But well, there's a part. I probably have and just don't know, but.
0: There's a part in the song, I won't fully do it because it would be embarrassing. <laughs> um, but there's a song, there's a part, and it's a beautiful, beautiful moment in the movie. It really is it's a wonderful moment in the song and the movie where lady gaga goes into like this part where she's like oh oh, 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 oh <laughs> and then she goes like oh like it's like it's i'm doing a horrible it's, horrible version of it but like it's beautiful cuz the character's fully coming out of her shell and is not giving a shit and it's just it's it's a beautiful moment mm-hmm. but isola thinks it sounds like a little bit obnoxious when she does it cuz it's like she's almost screaming she's like no, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah anyway isola so if you're little... listening it's funny when you make fun of that i can't do it the way you do it but um what i the the point is with bringing that up is that there's actually a a part in the movie where bradley cooper's character he's talking about how there's not many people in the world that really have something to say Mm -hmm. like they're either borrowing from somebody else or they're just kind of going with the flow or whatever but true like, true originality and just truly saying something from your gut mm-hmm. and and putting it out there. I think I would like to maybe be able to say I did that at one point in my life where I didn't yeah. draw it on from something. I just purely put some part of myself out there for people to, yeah. to see.
1: That's a good one. I, I like that one, too. Yeah. I know there's, yeah, there's a lot of times, like... We could say her all day and do like impersonations from movies yeah, or it's whatever fine. and yeah, yeah it is fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you can sit here and one liners from, you know, your favorite shows or movies and we could do that all day long. But yeah to to actually sit and come up with something, you know, an original Jordan or original Kim. Yeah. Saying like something that just comes just comes out like Yeah. Yeah, I would love to be able to do that too. And I don't know, maybe I'm sure we maybe have done Sometimes. something that People There's, are kind of like, what? <laughs> I think
0: sometimes this stuff happens unconsciously. Uh, you can't always force things like that, for sure. Mm-mm. I mean, even the times I know in my own life where if I've ever done something that surprises me or I, I feel like has done made some type of an impact or it's something I've said, it's not, it's definitely not planned. Yeah. You know, it's just I, like, yeah. I, feel, I feel something and I just really don't overthink it and just yeah. kind of do it. And so, then after
1: you say it, you're like, yeah, whoa. I just like, said that.
0: Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully it's a good thing because sometimes that can happen in arguments.
1: Well, you yeah, know? I mean, you it, it like, goes both thing ways. Like, in like,
0: like the like, I'm sure you've had that happen where, like, if you're in a really bad mood or something, mm-hmm. you say something, and like, as it's coming out of your mouth, you're just like, you're like oh, I'm gonna oh, regret no, that. No, 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 <laughs> oh no, I can't take it back. And then it's just like, oh, oh yeah, no, it's out there, it's out there. Yep. You're, you're screwed. Oh right? yeah,
1: and then yeah. Or, or you say <laughs> something just totally stupid, and you're like. <sighs> I can't believe I just said that right now, but, yep, but you, but, you can't. but as it's like you said, as it's leaving your mouth, it's
0: such a strange sensation.
1: Yeah. You're like, no, come back, come <laughs> back. But you can't cause it's already out there.
0: Um, so you had a couple other notes there. I want to make sure. I um, did you cover the things you wanted to talk about for this? So
1: a couple things that I always get, and this one's going to go way back to the beginning, which I should have um, brought That's up earlier. Fine. Um, I, I am always touched by the drugstore scene. Like several things that happen in the drugstore. Ugh, so, yes.
2: so Mr. Mr. so Gallar.
1: young. So so young George. Yeah, Mister. Yeah. Um, he so gets into the the drugstore, and so Mary's sitting at the. At the um the bar. The bar in like soda fountain area. And you know, you can tell when he walks in that she's just like, ooh, you know, oh, she's yeah. she's in love with him. I mean she has been like her whole life basically. And I mean who could blame her? But so you know, the first thing that comes to mind is the part where he's talking and he starts talking a little bit about like when he gets yeah. when he grows up, he's gonna, you know, Leave the city, and he's going to do, you know, be an architect and do all this, build all these big yeah. skyscrapers in the big city. And, you know, he had, of course, when he tried to save his, well, when he did save his little brother, mm-hmm. um, he had lost hearing in, in one of his ears because he had gotten a bad cold. And I love the part where, like, He's like leaning over to do something. I, I think know, he's exactly. making her a drink. Yeah. And she, is this your bad ear. Yeah, she's oh. like is this, and she's like whispering <laughs> it. And she's like is this is this here you can't hear Oh, and she's like George Bailey, I'm going to love you till the day I die. And you know, he he can't hear her because she's yeah. is talking into his mm-hmm. and so he has he didn't, you know, he didn't Very catch on to it. But that is so sweet. And then of course the the other scenes are a little more um heartbreaking um because um yeah. You know, like Mr. Gower, he, he he's he's in the back. You know, it shows him he's in the back, and he just yeah. looks torn up, <clears throat> like he's well,
0: he's drinking.
1: He's spo- yeah, he's drinking. He's pretty much sloshed by this time. Yeah,
0: he's very distraught.
1: Yeah, he's very distraught, and you're wondering like why? You know, he's the dr- he's the druggist. He's the yes. drug. He owns this drugstore, the Soda Fountain. Right. And your first thing is like, what is wrong with this guy? Like mm-hmm. he's running a drugstore. Like he's
2: right.
1: He's <laughs> in the back, like putting people's prescriptions together and
0: yeah like is he he yeah like
1: what is what's going on with this guy and Mm -hmm. um and so you're trying to kind of figure that part out Mm -hmm. and then it kind of goes along and you uh, you know all of a sudden george like sees the note sitting by Mm -hmm. you know on the counter that says his son yeah that his son had died and Mm -hmm. like instantly like You know, once you see that and know what's going... And all of a sudden, he just gets this, like... You know, even as a young boy, he gets such, like, compassion all of a sudden. He's like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, I know... Like, I know what's wrong with him. Like, he's... Mm -hmm. He just lost his his son, you know? And uh, so... But so he they, goes back there to kind of, like... Yeah,
0: but then, like, they have that scene where, like, the the poison capsule... Yeah, so happened? he's
1: mixing... He's, like, put in this prescription together, and...
2: Yeah.
1: George, he goes over there, and he's like, you need to get this prescription. You need to go deliver this, and he's really gruff yeah. about it, and you need to, you know, take it now. Take it now yeah. to this little boy that's got, you know, I think diphtheria <laughs> or whatever yeah. the. And, um... And he kind of looks at it, and he's kind of, he knows something's not quite right with it, you know. Mm. And he ends up trying to deliver it, but then he realizes that yeah. this is wrong. Like, he has put the wrong pills, like, a, it would have poisoned this little boy that he was trying and to And they deliver. never talk about
0: the little boy, And they right? don't really like, talk
1: a whole lot about it. Yeah. But you know that it's supposed to be for this little boy. It's so supposed to be a prescription. Town. Someone in town, that.
0: See, I, I, it's good that you're saying it because I'll be honest, as a kid and so many times when I watched that, that scene always confused me. Mm-hmm. I never was like, I was like, wait a minute, did he poison his son? Like, I, no, I, so, I always got confused when I was younger
1: Yeah, so that. he's supposed to be, yeah. it's supposed to be this family guy, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm saying it right, diphtheria. It's kind of an old, you know, if you watch some of those old, yeah. like, movies, old westerns and stuff like that, It's it was something that, I, I'm imagining it was some sort of, like, it was some sort of a, Almost like if you got poisoned by something, like a, a not really a flu, but it was like mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. sort of an infection, like something, maybe you drank right. water that was ba- like bad, like something was in the water, like a contamination or something, right. I don't know, it was something right. that was really bad and it killed a lot of people and a lot of young people and people of all ages, but um, not to get too grim, but, but yeah, so basically he's filling this prescription and it's supposed to be for this little boy or right. maybe it's supposed to be for his whole family. But there, there's a little boy yeah, I, mean, I know obviously, involved. Like, He probably
0: shouldn't even be, like, working that day because, like, he's all... Yeah, like, he shouldn't son. even he's probably like, be there. But, like, he's probably got no one else to run in. It's a small Yeah. yeah.
1: And so, yeah, so little George mm-hmm. is, like, you know, he sees that something's wrong. And he yeah. starts looking at the medicine, bottom, yeah. like, what he's putting into this. And he realized that it's poison. He goes up to him and he's, like... Yeah. He's trying to tell him and he's trying, you know, like, he know, he's like, I, he, like, he, he's so compassionate. Cause he like, he runs yeah. up to Mr. Crow and he's like, and
0: he doesn't want to hear it. He's like, get
1: the hell yeah, out he's either. like, get, no, get out mm-hmm. of here. And he's like, I know that you're upset. I know that you're hurt. Like, he's yeah. just, he's trying to console him. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, the guy, he's just like, he, he doesn't want any part of it. He's like, get away from me. Like, whatever. Yeah. He starts even hitting him to the point where his yeah. ear starts bleeding. Mm-hmm. And. He's like he finally gets the words out. Like you're you almost poisoned this Kid, little boy. Yeah. Like you you put poison in the medicine, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden he just stops and yeah. grabs him and hugs him because he yeah. realizes he's like, oh my gosh, like
0: I, he could I mean I a, jail. yeah like, I could have killed somebody.
1: like somebody could have taken yeah. this poison and died mm-hmm. yeah and
0: which they show in the alternate. Version of George not existing that he becomes, you know, like he did jail for 20 years for killing the kid. Oh like, he, yeah, like, he's, and a he's drunken, like the he's town an drunk. drunk now, and Yeah, you know? and he just
1: was like miserable. Yeah, like. <clears throat> yeah, because he, he, yeah, if you hadn't been there to tell him well, that this happened. I so. also think
0: it's pretty cool that it's, I mean, most definitely like that experience like bonded them for life because mm-hmm. he never told anybody. No, really he's like, I will
1: never tell. And he ended it's up. It's really
0: remarkable.
1: Yeah, because then the next scene mm-hmm. it goes to, you know, when George is older and he's getting ready to go yeah, off to Gower college. buys him the suitcase. He buys him the suitcase and has it inscribed with his name and everything. So, and then. That's cool. Yeah, and it's like, it's almost like a kind of like a second dad, you know, type yeah. thing. Like they've just really, like you said, bonded. I
0: like
1: that. Yeah. So that was one of, that that scene always gets me because that's like the first, that's, like I'll instantly like <laughs> get choked up like as soon as that part comes mm-hmm. on. I'm mm-hmm. um, trying to th- think. Uh, I know we touched on a lot of this other stuff um, when he's walking Mary home after the the high school reunion and, oh, yeah. and i love the part where they're dancing you know the charleston they're dancing yeah. and those guys are like oh which it was i think if it if i remember right mm-hmm. it was actually george's idea for them to build the pool underneath i don't,
2: the I don't underthi- know under thing
1: because they were talking Ooh. about he because he said something about like your your idea to build the pool underground or under the mm-hmm. floor was a great, you know. I don't know. So, yeah. anyway, the the two jokesters that are like, oh, let's open the. Well, because one of the them floor. wanted to the dance with
0: Mary. Yeah, one of yeah. He was
1: jealous, so he's like. I'd be jealous
0: let's... too. would be like, this t- good looking dude came in and took my lady. Yeah. Like, I don't Yeah, like that. so, I
1: mean, he's like, he's <laughs> jealous. He's what? He, so, he's like, uh. <clears throat> We're going to, we're going to, I know how to open the floor up. So you that, know that's a
0: real pool? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was all, like, that wasn't, like, a set or anything. That was an actual high school that had that pool. There. Yeah,
1: and it was cool, and it was, it was awesome. so they're dancing, and all we're these doing. people are, like, they're, like, yelling, and oh, all this yeah. commotion, and they, they think. They getting
0: close to the edge.
1: <laughs> and he's, like, oh, and they're we're actually, actually really they're good. are actually doing Oh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, like, having fate. a good old, yeah, <laughs> and yeah and they end up falling into the pool and i love the part where like everybody just is like screw it i'm jumping even like the principal yeah the principal like jumps in at first he's kind of like no get out of there and all of a sudden he's like (laughs) just jumps in um so yeah that one that's that's fun too and then um, and I always like the the part where they they see that old abandoned house which eventually becomes their their That's home the she
2: makes. yeah like The rock. and they hey.
1: said that um, <clears throat> they said they actually had a person on the set that they yeah. were gonna have throw her rock so that it would break the window yeah. but she ended up doing it herself they're like she was actually a really good. Oh you know baseball player she just so threw it she had good, aim and she, had good aim and she actually oh, did it okay. so that was another little fun fact that I learned that she actually threw her own rock and, and broke the window but and I always thought it was cool that they <clears throat> that they ended up with that house because it, the, the, it brings me to the other scene about the during the depression when all the people yes. flood the bank and they're trying to take all their money out which is was another touching scene because many. he's trying <clears throat> so hard to like talk them into like it's gonna be okay well he literally
0: forgoes his own
1: yeah, his he like own his own honey move. honeymoon. Yeah. like they're on their way to like their wherever they're Pretty going. Yeah, they yeah. got like two thousand dollars, and they're Which just is gonna a lot go of money see. Back yeah, then. and it's probably all <coughs> their money that they receive from their family and friends and whatever gives stuff they've up, saved the up. And he's out. like, yeah, she's just all of a sudden like, how much does everybody need? And oh, yeah, yeah, he right, starts just right. divvying Mary, it up. Yeah, she's like, cause she holds it up. Yeah. And yeah, they just start divvying it out between all these people, and that—that's another touching mm. scene because you know, I mean, to be able to just,
0: yeah.
1: <clears throat> you know, I want
0: like I want people to be able to have like opportunities, and unfortunately, I'm going to be a realist right now. Money is a necessity. Yeah, I hate to say it, unfortunately. But like, you can be a great person and do a lot of stuff, but yes, unfortunately, if you don't have capital. If you don't have the means to do some of these things with money, mm-hmm. and yeah, you're not going to be able to uh, to do some of these things. So that that's a larger conversation, actually, outside of this. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely, can we move on to the uh, the messages? Yes, because I, I i i have a I have a way. I think I'm going to do this because I was going to take the time to like say them and then like unpack them. But we've already been kind of doing it, so I think I'm just going to be like. Boom! 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 Just kind of like rattle them off, and then we can we could talk about if you know if any of them really stick out.
1: And right before I say right before we start that, I just have one more fun little fact yes. to throw out here. Go ahead. So did you notice after I know you said you've seen this movie well, several many, many several times? times um, yes. The black uh, raven that's in the movie, the Uncle Billy's, like Uncle Billy's yeah. bird. Um. I found out that that is Jimmy the Raven, and he was used in a lot of the um, Frank Capra movies. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: So that was like a train bird it that they like, had, and they used him in other movies. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yep,
1: yep. That's He said really he was cool. in like three or four of his other movies. And then there was mm-hmm. one point, and I noticed this, and I had huh. not noticed this before, but um, it was right after, you know he he'd lost all this, the $8,000 and he's sitting there at the desk and he's distraught because he's like, yeah, I lost this Yeah, he's like, money. I can't think anymore. Yeah, he's like, I yeah. just can't. And there's like a, a squirrel that climbs yes. up his shoulder. I yeah. thought that was so cute, but I'm like, where did the squirrel gross. come from?
0: Like, like <laughs> why does he, like, but Michael <laughs> Billy's weird and like, he's kind of a, he's kind of a character. So yeah, him having a, like a squirrel, um, which I'll tell you this, um, I don't think he'll mind me saying this because I just, to be honest, I don't really talk to him that much. So, sorry. Uh, my... I have an uncle. I won't mm-hmm. say his name. <laughs> so, up there. There's some privacy there. We'll just uh, sure. We'll, we'll call him yeah, Uncle Billy. Yeah, sure. Uh, my uncle, Billy. Um, <clears throat> so, he actually had a pet squirrel. That one, I love like, squirrels. Like, no, like, legitly. Like, yeah. I remember, like, my mom, she, when she learned about it, she was, like, really freaked out. And I think she, like, saw it maybe, like, once or twice and was yeah. always still, like, yeah like, you know, like, this, like, rat is, There's like, so
1: much fun to watch.
0: But... Yeah, I don't know how he somehow he somehow captured one outside. Cause he's this this uncle of mine. He's always been a very uh, say like kind of blue collar country mm-hmm. lifestyle, like yep. not big city. Like he, he's yeah. a I don't want to say a hick, but
2: small eh, town, small town like kind of simple man, <laughs> like
0: just like very very particular. But yeah. yes, he he liked animals, and yeah. <clears throat> at, at one point he was able to somehow. Domesticate a squirrel. I don't even know how long it lived for, but I know for a fact that my uncle had a pet squirrel, and it was kind of weird. But I also didn't really see the harm as long as they're, he didn't get rabies from it. They're very the,
1: entertaining. We had like a squirrel know. family that was living in a tree yeah. in our backyard.
0: They're weird. I don't they're, know. They're
1: very fun to watch.
0: Um, but I just thought it was. I, I just thought
1: it was. No, cute that's cute interesting. That he had with the bird. squirrel that just yes. Yeah, and but the bird interesting, was interesting. Well,
0: it's interesting with the bird because one thing I'm thinking of, and somebody else could look this up, but um Hollywood or there's a lot of movie studios that sometimes use similar animals in mm-hmm. certain movies and I know one of the very famous ones was Bart the bear. Mm-hmm. Um he was a famous bear show bear that was used in a lot of a uh, lot of movies and I, mm-hmm. I don't have his resume uh, yeah. up in front of me but yeah, I, I think I but yeah. I think it's I think that's mm-hmm. really cool. Um mm-hmm. And that's, some, that's kind of an aspect of Hollywood and, and movies in the entertainment industry as a whole that doesn't get talked about that much is animal usage mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, we always see, like, the scenes, like, at the end of the credits where there's, like, no animal was harmed in the making of this yeah. movie, which, that's great. We like to know that. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's actually really cool, and I would love to one day, maybe on my podcast, talk to somebody that's an animal trainer mm-hmm. for... Film specifically. Oh, that would be. Um, yeah. Because I imagine, be cool. like, think think how difficult it must be. I mean, I don't care what kind of animal it is, just think of it. I mean, there's enough that goes into just getting a shot right in general on the mm-hmm. lines and making sure the actors are blocked appropriately and everything like that. But, you know, like, can, uh, if an animal is, like, having to convey an emotion or it needs to do something specifically, mm-hmm. like, fascinating just absolutely fascinating and uh kudos to the animals that never get praise i'm giving um, you praise right now animals that's what i'm trying to say like we we love you and we're happy that that you will do movies yes
1: and i (laughs) and that brings me yeah i just thought of um because not it's not you know when usually when you think of like animals being trained for certain things you're thinking dogs or you know dogs typically you know horses sometimes you know and There's so many animals that have been trained for movies that they're not the typical animals you Mm. would think. Like, one that sticks out in my mind Mm. is the little mouse on the Green Mile.
0: Yes. Mr. Jingles. Yes, Mr. Jingles, yes.
1: He... I love that little mouse because 'cause he'd sit there and he'd roll his little spool they and he just him. Yeah. Yeah, a like, little tiny mouse. Yes. And yes. that always every time I watch that movie I'm I just am in awe of that little mouse. But like I, just
0: ooh, I'll tell you what though, when that damn guard stomps. On I him, know,
1: I wanna smash his face, yeah.
0: He goes into the death chair yeah. like in the He's, chair, he's going in, in the chair like, like without <laughs> the wet
1: sponge. Yeah, like he's say, going his in. Ass could fry. <laughs> but I love, then I love the Green Mile. It's a great movie. I know, I love John Coffee, and then he just brings him. He just brings him back. He just puts him in his hands, and um, I don't
0: know how real, he... real quick because Green Mile is on the short list of films where I'll cry That's... every mm-hmm. time I see it, and in specific, um, oh yeah, there's. I'm trying to think because there's a scene in the movie that all that that movie that always like gets to me. It always like pulls on my heartstrings. I think it's the scene where he. Um, saves the warden's wife from the brain tumor.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, I, I get emotional with that because James Cromwell, which that is an underrated actor mm-hmm. that does not nearly get enough credit. Yeah, he's Fantastic good. actor, but... Yeah. Ooh, I get... I, I'm thinking about it right now. I get goosebumps. Um, I... Wow, shit, I gotta do a podcast on the Green Mile at some point. I know,
1: that <laughs> is such a good... Yeah. Mo- and and I know one of the things that always gets me in that movie, and this might sound weird, Yeah. but the part where... because. John Coffey is such, he's almost like, he's just like this big kid. Well, Michael like, Clark Duncan, just,
0: rightfully so, was nominated for an Oscar for that. And yeah. it's actually a shame that, like, I can't remember what he was up against that year as far as the mm-hmm. other actors, but I don't he, either. He, he gave a hell of a performance. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: And so one of the things that really gets me is the part where they take him to the movie, the movie theater. Oh, yeah. and, and he's, he's just th- got like this. Yeah, he's like, he's <laughs> never, he, they're like, what do you want to do? And he's like, I just want to see a, a, a picture you know like a picture show and he just like it's like you would have given him like the world at that point like that's one thing that i'm sitting there like well i think that
0: oh you know that's probably the other i mean it's not really a spoiler but john Coffey he gets executed Mm -hmm. and yeah the scene where they do that where tom and they're all crying they're all crying but like he has like that monologue i think it's either a voiceover or he has it shortly before the moment where he's talking about how, like, like he's worried, still, like, to the end of like his days, that he's like, how in God's name would I be allowed into heaven mm-hmm. after killing a miracle? Yeah. Like, that, oh my god. Like an like,
1: angel or whatever, I mean. Uh, yeah, it's like
0: executing an angel. Yeah. Like.
1: Yeah, he's like, how can I ever live with myself for? But he well, had and to. And that, he had to. And
0: he's like, I, he's like, I deserve to be damned. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll burn in hell. Like, yeah. it's and, and and the movie very smartly. So it just it never really actually answers the question. It just leaves mm-hmm. you as the audience member to ponder it. But yeah, it will, this is not a Green Mile episode. But no, but awesome. it's, it is so good. <laughs> but yeah, there's yeah. It, it just kind
1: of reminds me of that. Like just all the different animals that have been trained to do. I'm like, glad you
0: brought up the animals because yeah, it's not something I always even. Um, appreciate always like i i mean i knew of bart the bear but Uh i didn't
1: know of uh the bird jimmy the raven jimmy Jimmy
0: the raven Mm -hmm. i wonder Mm -hmm. it makes me wonder now because now we're talking about animals and i I gotta i gotta move on and and clarice walks in clarice walks right
1: on cue
2: yeah
1: i I trained
0: her to do that
1: i i figured you did (laughs) um
0: but it makes me wonder the raven that they use in the shawshank redemption brooks's bird the one that he lets go because I bet that was a trained bird, too, because he mm-hmm. had to keep it in his jacket. Yep. Um, yeah, shit, I, should look, I should look that up. Yeah, fascinating. Bird, birds and animals and just animal training in movies. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. Like, it's like, I, I absolutely love that people are able to do that. And it takes such skill And the animals are
1: so it. smart. And people don't realize. Oh, animals
0: are in tune. Yeah. They're in tune to people's emotions. And I yes. actually, dogs especially. mm mm-hmm. um,
1: They know. And even cats. Like, people I know
0: I think Claire's cats about get to kind eat of your paper. Cats get, but it's, are you it's okay.
1: snuggling up? Yeah, I think no, she
0: is. you don't mind if she does that's
1: alright, we've we've already gonna, gone we've gone over all that. those notes. So <laughs> it's okay. you can you can snack on that if you want. Um, um yeah, well, cats sometimes get a bad well, rap, but they are very cats are fine. Yeah, they they a pet is like anything they, else. They always say, Oh, they they're cats are jerks. They don't they don't that's like not, anybody. They just uh, they don't want they just like things on their own terms, but they're not like that.
0: No, in fact, uh, I'm not gonna say a cats or dogs thing because I can't stand it when people are like, "Ooh, what's better, cats or dogs?" Yeah, I they're know. two completely different species. Uh-huh. They 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 function entirely differently. They both but have their. If I can tell you a pro about cats, then I'll move on. Is cats are so so less maintenance than oh, yeah. other pets. Oh I mean, yeah. Clarice. Sure, I gotta change her litter box and I gotta feeder. And I do like to try to stimulate her because she's a house cat. She doesn't uh-huh. go outside ever. Yeah, she needs um, a little. I like to keep her a bit and... enthused. Um, <laughs> like right now, like right has... now, she has a piece of paper, and this is entertaining to her. She loves <laughs> it. It's,
1: it's entertaining to me um, watching her chew the paper up.
0: But but and... what I what I like about them though is that they don't they're not super reliant on you. They still <laughs> like you. Like they'll sleep with you. Yeah, and they'll stuff. miss you when
1: you're gone. <laughs> yeah, but
0: they're they're perfectly content. Just. Mm-hmm being with themselves. They don't even really necessarily need other cats around them even. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I just I like I like cats. I like dogs. I like both.
1: I do too. Yeah. And
0: Clarice, Clarice is nice and I, I, I yeah, always tell people with her too um, if you can't tell, maybe it's obvious but she is she kinda of comes off as like shy mm-hmm. or timid a little bit. A little
2: bit. But yeah. she always
0: comes up to people. Oh yeah. And she will come eventually and she might not meow the loudest or anything yeah. like that, but she's she's certainly friendly. She doesn't bite people or mm-hmm. do anything like that. In fact, I've never I've had her for three years, I've never heard her hiss. Mm. Not not once. I've I've never heard it happen.
1: Yeah, they don't well, yeah. And I and <clears throat> I think the fact that, it, you know, she's your only pet, that probably helps.
0: Well, I'm sure if I got another cat part? in, yeah. if I got another cat in, they would do the like the territory thing where mm-hmm. like they go like, Whoa! and then they'd eventually get used to like each they, other. like they yeah. make that like psycho noise where like yeah. they just like they stare at each other from oh, the yeah. corner Oh yeah, and then you think like, they're gonna like the gouge each other's eyeballs out. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. Cats
1: yeah, are i witnessed that. Cats for are freaky with cat that. fights. Yeah.
0: Well, the other thing. Fur that,
1: flying the other, in the mouth and.
0: The other damn thing that cats do is like when you like when they see a bird, but like they go. like...
2: No, they you like.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm talking That's about? Like, like, like the weird. Like noises. they do like they like they just like make like s- s- weird barking noises uh-huh. at almost. it's not even a meow. just like, yeah. I, <laughs> Yep,
1: it's I know. Very, it's
0: very strange. I know those noises. Um, okay, I want to start to wind this down. So yeah, down. let's
1: um talk about the.
0: Uh, yeah, I gotta wind this down. Talk about the message. I won't go into super detail on these unless one compels us to. Um, but here's the ones that I wrote down. Um, one, I think there's a message of not giving up
1: in this Mm -hmm. movie. I
0: think that's a pretty apparent one.
1: And you can, you can say that about both George and Clarence. Because I always think about that at the end with Clarence, where he could have easily been like, oh God, this guy is, he's going to be tough. You know, he's, you know, wishing he was never born and this and that. And he's, instead of being like, well, I don't know what to do with him," He's like, hmm. Let's go with that. Like, what if he had never been born? Let's show him. Let's show him how he's gonna. I'm like, I'm gonna earn these wings. Kind of
0: makes me wonder, like, if he hadn't brought that up, was that his original plan? Because I don't think it was.
1: No, it doesn't sound like. I wonder what he was going going to do.
0: But what do you think he would have done if he hadn't have like done the whole like I'm gonna like make you not see that you were alive thing. Be like just like trying to talk to him just be like hey man probably like, like don't, oh don't look at you <laughs> your wife and your kids <laughs> yeah. and
1: you got you know you got your job yeah. and you know things are gonna turn around and everything's gonna be better yeah, I, oh, no, yeah no. I think he was probably gonna try to talk him out of it but
0: probably so i have don't give up parent mm-hmm. um good guys do not always win no now grant you i would say in the end he does win yeah but no, I think it's in a, life it does show you that even the best people in the world get squashed mm-hmm. by life.
1: It's a long yeah, and it's a long road to get yes. To
0: um to I also sometime. I also think this movie is showing you that it has a pretty strong message apart from the uh things that you should appreciate of your life, but that you should know that your life has purpose. Mm -hmm. You're not just wandering around as a speck in the universe, that you have some significance. You are here for a reason. Um, I would also say the movie is uh, saying something about just appreciating the person that you are, Mm -hmm. Um, just fully owning and accepting who you are for your good and your bad. Um, I think that's, that's apparent in there. Um, And then I, I did say, I did not forget I was going to talk about um, Mary and George, because I do think that's another, maybe not as obvious, uh, message of this movie. But I think, uh, I think, um, I think that this movie, "It's a Wonderful Life," actually illustrates how powerful a marriage can be, mm-hmm. a healthy marriage, can can be on yourself and and those around you. Because mm-hmm. I. I don't think that the movie is like like that's not like definitely one of its bigger things, but the the Mary and George relationship is it's like couple goals. Mm-hmm. I mean, they fight, they they have their things where they're yeah, not great. You know, but goddamn, she has so much patience with him, and then mm-hmm. he's so tender and caring for her. They he loves his kids, she loves the kids. She wants to have a good home for them, Clarice or whatever. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, that's her, i'm that's in the her, line, of, her, her, in the line new, of fire right yeah, now say, that's her new toy she she's gonna play with don't, that or lay on it
1: don't touch the paper
0: that's yeah, fine yeah, i she, need i need she, to trim her nails actually at she, some point she's
1: she's okay I, I, we've re, we've gone over the notes you're good yeah you can, she's
0: just going over them making have, sure that he didn't miss anything yeah. <laughs> um But I I think the movie has something to say about marriage and the institution of it. And I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to be, like, super serious saying that marriage is forever. And anybody that's not married is a, you know, Mm -hmm. terrible. Like, I'm not saying that. It's just, I think marriage is a good thing. And it's just nice to see a movie show a couple that perseveres Mm -hmm. and loves each other through thick and thin. It's just, it's nice to see. Yeah. It's nice to see.
1: And you kind of talked about earlier, like that things happen for a reason, um, which I, for, I, mm-hmm. a million percent believe that, but I always like the part that, or the, the whole thing of, that you can tell that they've always, especially her, she's always loved this guy, like, yeah. through her whole life, especially just being a little girl, and on up to an adult, and, I mean, pretty much, it's almost like they've waited for each other all these years and didn't realize it. Maybe she more than, right. than he. But, and that's, yeah. I, I'm always a sucker for that kind of thing where destiny. it's like, does yeah, like they count? grew they're up meant together meant and <laughs> it just happened and they're, me- yeah, like I'm always a sucker for that. It gets yeah. me every time. But I think that's one thing that led to it that she, she, she loved this guy and yeah, she does have so much patience with him and she, it's true. she gets through his um you know those times where he he's just pissed off at the world yeah cuz there's
0: times where like other people may, would maybe be seemingly okay with the circumstance but i mean i can relate to that mm-hmm. to, to a certain extent like a lot of people could where yeah. it's like even though like, your things in your life like might be all right for the time being there's still times where it's like damn it you want more mm-hmm. and you're tired of being held back and you're just yeah. frustrated you're just like damn it
1: yeah and I, as, get, I get that and i mean you'll you'll find this out You're as a person that's upcoming, going to be married. That is happening. (laughs) And as me, as a person that's been married for several years.
0: Yeah. What are your marriage Um, tips? How do I not mess it up?
1: Well, I mean, (laughs) there's, there's, it's kind of like this. This their their relationship in this movie. You got to be. I mean, and I and I'm not always the most patient person. Um, Mm -hmm. but you do. You have to realize that everybody's gonna have their days where things aren't going right or like you said you want more like you you have a goal in your life and you get to a point and you haven't quite reached what what you thought you were going to reach at that time your idea of yourself yeah you're like i'm here Mm -hmm. at this stage in my life and this isn't where i thought i was going to be at this stage in my life i want more i know i can do more i know i can accomplish this but what's holding me back and there's just going to be days like that where you're just where whether it's you or whether it's your future wife that you know coming up here um and you just have to like you you have to realize that it's not personal against you you know that's it's hard to it's hard to see that sometimes because sometimes it's gonna feel like a personal attack like well you you know you always do this or you always are doing this and whatever and at the end of the day you you just got to realize that it's it's not a per it's kind of like when you go to work and like you're one of your coworkers is just having a bad day, and they're just, you know, yeah. And you're like, okay, they're not mad at me. you know, this isn't me. They're just sure. pissed off at the world right now, and I happen to be mm. in the way. Um, it's kind like of like that
0: understanding and compromise. Um, yeah,
1: and sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard not to lash back out and and defend you know, yeah. because I've also done that. I'm guilty of that too. Like. There's been times where my husband, like, he maybe had a bad day and he'll start saying something and all of a sudden I'm, like, right back at him, like, right at the throat, mm-hmm. like, well, this is, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, but, yeah, it, it just goes, if you're truly with your person, yeah, you know, you're going to be able to overcome pretty much anything. I mean, there's things yeah. that we've mm-hmm. overcome, like, in my marriage, like, there's all sorts of things that we've overcome together and stuff that could have easily split us up. Because of stress or because of just what was happening at the time, but you know, when you're truly with the person you're supposed to be with, I feel like you're gonna get through all that. And
0: I think, in a way, I think uh, Isola and I were were ahead of things when it comes to that. Like, I'm not trying to sound arrogant or anything like that, but in a way, we've already overcome things that some couples will never have to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have. We, you know. You know, just to get her here. Yeah, is- I mean, just, just getting her here, <laughs> the, the distance and her being from another country, I mean, that's that's a whole thing in and of itself that there's not many people. I mean, I don't know anyone personally that is in, like, the same exact situation as me no. and I can relate to it. So it's not something that a lot of people get. But there's a lot that goes into that. And I I think there's a lot of people that would be like, you're crazy for waiting that long or doing all that. Like, that's insane.
1: Well,
0: I-, um, but- I would also say covid I mean, mm-hmm. the, you know, COVID, it was interesting because, like, we, we connected, thank God, and developed a relationship right before it. Mm-hmm. But then COVID came about, and, you know, we've known COVID in our lives more than we've known without it. Yeah um so that's a thing you know there's there's also cultural differences mm-hmm. and those are still a thing yeah you know it's not like we fight about it but there are things where it's like i do things a certain way she does things a certain well, way yeah, it's came... just so radically different
1: yeah you're coming from two separate countries all together yeah. so there's going to be differences
0: but there's a lot of things like that but i think that's one of the things it's one of the reasons i know why i'm marrying her is because mm-hmm. i've never been able to get through some of the the I'll just be frank, some of the shit that life has thrown mm-hmm. at the both of us in the yeah. last two years, there's not, like, anybody else I would want to get through it other than with her, mm-hmm. because, I don't know, it, it's just one of those things, like, I guess that's, it's like, if I'm going to boil it down to anything, it's got to be my faith in, in God. Yeah. Because, you know, there's all these problems and whatnot, and they don't go away, but it doesn't feel like I'm having to work that hard with her on and she's willing, and she's an excellent communicator. Mm-hmm. She, that definitely she, helps. She's also extremely honest. Mm-hmm. And I, if you can't tell, maybe if you don't know, um, I'm a very blunt person. Mm-hmm. It might not always be pretty, but I just, like, I suck at lying. I'm not really good at it. I don't And like what's it. the point? Yeah, what's <laughs> you the know, what's the point really in lying? I'm a pretty earnest person. Yeah. I like to think so. I, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. I can sometimes probably be a little too nice, you know, one of those types of things. But... Um, no, anyways, I I could. I don't mean to turn this into a soapbox for like, oh, my wife is my soon to be wife is so great. Um, no, but it
1: ties in, I mean, it it does, it definitely ties in. Relationship,
0: actually, you know, it does actually. That's that's good that you said that because, um, and I'm not trying to be sexist, anybody out there that's listening, (laughs) but it also does show you from a man's point of view. This is again, I'm going to come off very sexist and like old fashioned here, but. The right Having the right woman in your life. It's like George's mother says, like, you know, Mary's the type of woman that can help you make sense of things, George, mm-hmm. can help you find the answers. Help you be the person. Right? Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the same could be said for the opposite. Like, if a mm-hmm. woman was like this guy, he just makes me feel mm-hmm. right. Like, I just feel and, like all is right in the world with yeah, this and, person. That's how I feel with Isola.
1: Well, yeah, and then coming from the. Girls' perspective on on that same thing. I could say the same thing. Like, um, you know, going back to when you said, you know, the things that you've gone through. Like, you wouldn't have wanted to go through that with anybody. And that's that's why I feel like when when you're with that, because I I could say the same thing. Like, even though the times were tough, like if I look, if I I I would not have wanted to go through Mm -hmm. any of that with anybody else. Like, it wouldn't have been. You know, other than my husband, because yeah, it would have been. I, I can't imagine like some of the stuff going right. through with someone else, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know how I was to explain it, but yeah, but mm. yeah, and and going and in, into the woman's perspective of that, what you just said, um, yeah, finding the right guy too. I mean, just being standing next to your your partner, your, your yeah, your, your, your guy, like, yeah, no, I <laughs> and, and just I being there for area. him. Mm. Knowing that, yeah, sometimes you know yeah. he's gonna come in fighting, mad, but you just gotta be there. I will say, and the girl, the, you know, girls do the same thing, you know.
0: But I, I'll say, I mean, Mary, is a pretty good wife.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, she has a very good great, wife. Great
0: mother of the kids. Yeah. I mean, she put a lot of work on that house. Mm-hmm. puts a lot of work into the relationship. Yeah. Always is patient with with George. Um, but she's also, like, she never came across as, like, being, like, the, i not saying, like, the damsel in distress, but she doesn't come across as being, like, a weak woman. No, she you know, just. she doesn't come across as being, like, okay,
1: honey, like, whatever you yeah. say. Like, no.
0: I'll just go back to cooking. Like, it's not, it's not that.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think she, I Especially think. Especially for the
0: time, too, because I don't know how normal that was. Because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to be sexist, but even when I was talking about it with my mom, um, you know, it's the late 40s. Yeah, women weren't exactly career oriented. Yeah, you and,
1: came from you, you came know? from more of the, you know, <laughs> the woman stands next the to the man. Leader. Yeah, she yeah. she makes the home. She you know makes the house pretty and makes supper and yes, and that was the times back then. And sometimes you know it still is to an extent today. But yeah, and Mary was and I like that. Like uh-huh. I I honestly yeah. like that. I honestly have always felt like kind of I don't know touched by that that kind of life. Just being.
0: There's a simplicity to it. Yeah. For sure. Um, which I, I think that's a, that's one of the other messages, which is a good segue for that. Mm-hmm. Um, don't compare yourself to others. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie definitely has a lot to say about material over uh, wealth in terms of friends and family. And, yeah. like, your own uh, integrity and character and the value that that has over money, which I could talk about that at great ends. Yeah. Um, but what did you just say before this? Because I was going to going to tie something into that
1: um i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i have a very yeah. short um uh, memory um
0: well, i could probably listen to the playback
1: oh, we yeah we care. talked about uh i don't know um, yeah i don't know um, <laughs>
0: well uh, whatever going
1: I'll, through life with your yeah i'll
0: i'll, 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 yeah. I'll makes it make
1: sense it's fine i'll I'll. I'll you can it. you can ad-lib some stuff in <laughs> I, I think i'm good at ad-libbing i can do it yeah um
0: no, but the, the thing about, like, money and, you know, all those different things, material and all that crap, um, uh, maybe that's what I, the point I was trying to make, I don't even know, but I'm going to try. Um, I think there is something about, like, that simplicity, that's mm-hmm. what I was trying to bring up, the simplicity of, like, not having to have all the money in the world, and, like, you're happy with your community, you don't need to have a lavish house or... You know go do anything crazy Mm -hmm. which i personally look i'm not gonna want a life like that to be honest no there's a lot of things i want to see and do i'm a pretty i'd like to think i'm an adventurous person sometimes Uh, though i could be a creature of habit as well Mm -hmm. um but yeah i just think don't compare yourself to others I yeah. mean, really don't. I mean, and also, I know, I realize this day and age, social media is a bitch for that. Like, yeah. you know, on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Like, ooh, like, like, oh, look at these people, face. like, like floating in an island in Aruba. And, like, yeah. they have the perfect, like, sunlight. And, like, oh, they Yay. got a drink. And, like, well, okay. But...
1: Yeah, not not really the thing for... You can
0: be cool <clears throat> and do things in your own right. And you don't have to share all that all that crap and, and do and all And I that, could just be
1: totally fine just sitting around a campfire every weekend. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, like, you, you know, your happiness happiness is different for everybody but Mm -hmm. i do think that the absolute truest form of happiness certainly does not come from things um i think it comes from experience Mm -hmm. and that could be experience with people it could also just be a personal private experience like i've had some great moments in my life where it involves nobody it's just me Mm -hmm. um so happiness is different but the point is with that uh just don't compare yourself to others you know Money comes and goes. It's not saying that you need to be an idiot. You can't like, take just, it like, with you. And just, your paycheck every day because you're like, well, I'm going to die tomorrow, so yeah, Just do it. Probably don't do that. Um, but just know that money is probably not going to keep you warm at night. Unless, of course, you have a shitload of it and then, like, you're laying on You can it. Maybe... lay in
1: it and cover it like a blanket. Could be cool. Yeah. You ever then...
0: see Breaking Bad when they lay on the money? No, but I, yeah. It's like a big brick of money. They just, like, lay on it. Like,
1: ah. Uh, just... I, mean, I don't think that'd be very comfortable, though.
0: No, probably not, but it would be cool to be like, I literally have laid on a bed made of money. Mm-hmm. That would that'd be cool for a moment, but then I'd be like, I'm kind of a POS that doesn't... Oh, I guess that's the <laughs> other... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to randomly segue, but I think this movie also has a lot to say about sharing wealth.
2: Mm-hmm. i not
0: getting all socialist. Don't worry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe in that stuff, but I am going to say that it has a lot to say about a person that <laughs> has a lot of wealth, but seemingly doesn't really do anything with it, Mm -hmm. like Potter. Yeah. He just really keeps a lot of it for himself, builds his business empire, and kind of screws over the little guy and doesn't really
1: care about helping others. And besides the fact that he has, you know, basically owns 80% of the town or whatever, what else does he, what else does he really have to show for it? Like, I mean, what's he, he has his cool carriage, what's his overall his, his goal horsey, horsey of, carriage. yeah, I mean, yeah, That's there's that. Cool. <laughs> but what's I his, know. I mean, when you think about people like that, that just, they like. A person just, like
0: Potter goes to the grave with like maybe like four or five people at his funeral. Yeah, like but is, is there even like any. for him that are just like.
1: Like they feel obligated to go because they're like, well, I know nobody, there's not going to be nobody, very many people there. Maybe, so I probably should go.
0: Nobody loves that guy. No. If somebody does love him, like. Hey, God bless, but uh probably not. Oh uh, yeah,
1: like no. Yeah, I always wondered that, like people like that. Like what what do they think? You know, like when they're on their deathbed and they're 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 just laying they're there pissed. thinking about life, like I don't know. Yeah, I got all this <clears throat> stuff, I can't take it with me. But now what? what I bet some
0: do. Now what? Like you know I bet some do. I bet there's some rich guy out there that rather than leave it to charity or give it to mm-hmm. his family, he's probably just like Burn it, put it in an urn, and let me let my dead arms cradle it when I'm in the grave. Yeah, like throw I, it in I, the I, casket with. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it. Past yeah, some people, just, are, some people are ruthless. Yeah, I, are just, terrible, I just, I so. just wonder
1: some people like how. Yeah, or do they do they get to that point where and they're like, you know what, I was a real ass. Like, should, well, you know, maybe another, I should do something. Go out with a bang and do something good. (laughs) If I
0: find a movie to talk about that focuses, like, more primarily on death, which there are some Mm -hmm. that I enjoy that do, um, that's actually always a conversation that I'm largely fascinated with, is that when people reach the end of their life, like, does everybody necessarily, like, really truly have, like, that moment where they're, taking it all in so Mm -hmm. to speak or they're like preparing themselves for whatever they think is next even if they think that place being next is just being dirt in the ground
1: and do they say they how they say like right before like your whole life flashes in front of you but i just i don't
0: hear a lot of people talk about that yeah and maybe like 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 I used to watch documentaries a lot about near death experiences because mm-hmm. I, I actually think a lot of those are endlessly fascinating. Yeah,
1: Man, they like, really if, are.
0: If, if you know anybody that's like literally like been dead on the table for a minute, mm-hmm. bring them to me and like let's like yeah, I'll, let's I'll talk, talk about yeah, yeah. No, anyway, I'm gonna start to wrap this up. We've been talking for a little while.
1: A little while again. We we tend to do that. I
0: figured it would happen, and this is a great movie. Um, it's a great movie to be able to talk about, and there are just so many messages to unpack mm-hmm. in a movie like this. And I think we've talked about the ones that that I wanted to cover. And I
1: and and I guess wrapping it up of, about the movie, and it goes, yeah, basically right to the very end um, with Clarence, how he he says the quote of "No man's a failure who has friends," which yeah. George obviously has a lot of friends even though he doesn't always feel like it i mean everybody in the town loves him
0: you know what though that's i think that's a perfect point to end it on so i'm so glad that you brought that up the message there because
1: i'm glad clarice didn't eat this part because i I wanted to make sure that
0: did she actually no she
1: no i don't think she actually did i think she just like slobbered on it well
0: that's that's
1: fine yeah um that's okay
0: No, but I like the part where they're talking about the, no one's a failure that has friends, but I was going to say, let me think about this for a second. I was going to say something about that. Um, oh yes. So another very human thing, and I can't imagine I'm the only person that feels this sometimes, but I have certainly been in positions in my life where I feel pretty alone. Like I just feel like, you know, like you you look at your phone, and Mm -hmm. eight hours go by, and no missed calls. No texts. You're like, God, I'm a loser. Like, like no one gives a shit about me. Or you have, like, those group of friends, or maybe a friend or two where you always feel like you're the person that's always having to reach out to them. Mm -hmm. They never reach out to you. Everybody's had this happen. Um, Or, it's like a comparison thing where you're on social media, and you see some picture of, like, ten people going out to dinner, and you're like, i'm I sitting I here at home oh, yeah, I, I didn't get invited to that <laughs> or it kind of goes on so forth so on and so forth but i feel like i'm always actually almost alarmingly aware of this because i think as social media and all these things have escalated and more people take the time to live vicariously through a device rather than through human experience yeah um which is... <clears throat> Yeah, whole another story.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we could go Um, into another topic on that, but we'll not.
0: (laughs) But the point is, with that, is that there is an increasing amount of people I seem to see, and I and I and I really don't like. Again, I I hate generalizations. I I I say hate for a reason because I just most of them don't really capture the whole thing. It's generalizing is just that you're generalizing. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of people out there that I think are very self-absolved or self-absorbed. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. They're just always concerned about what they're doing, what their little small circle of doing, yeah. family and friends, and and they're not bad, they're not necessarily. No, they're, just... they're not necessarily bad, but I just find that at the, the increasing pace that life demands of you, it's a dangerous and not healthy uh, place to be in, in in your life where you're not taking the time for people, mm. and that includes like even like a casual loose friend. Yeah. I think it's actually fantastic if somebody takes the time, even if it's somebody I haven't talked to for like six months, mm-hmm. if they just send me a text out of the blue and they're just like, hey, I was just, you know, I was thinking about you the other day. How are yeah, you? Like I that's, saw that's
1: something it. and this made me think of you. Yeah,
0: that's it. And even if the conversation we have is two seconds and we don't, and I don't see you for another year. You still reached me.
1: They took the like time. You, you still did something. They took to take that the time, few and, minutes out of their day to. And
0: we're all guilty of it. Of I you. mean, there's times I I'm not always gonna say I'm the best person that always reaches out to every friend that I have, mm-hmm. but I can me certainly too. tell you I make a lot more effort than the, than the average Joe Schmo. I'll, yeah, I'll um, put it to you that way. Yeah. And anywho, I just think of that with the <clears throat> the part of George and whatnot, because especially at your low points in your life, that's when you need to feel. That mm-hmm. you're not alone. Yeah. And if I have any sort of uplifting message at the end of this episode and tying it into that message, it's just even people that seemingly are always so eager to help other people, and we all know these people mm-hmm. that always put others before themselves. Yeah. Check in on them. Yeah. Honestly, especially check in on them because yes. people like that out of fault sometimes can be so giving that they are being detrimental to their own self. Mm-hmm. And. The best, like we want to cherish, we want to protect those people. Yeah, you know, so so just take the time and and make sure that you're checking in on people, even if people are seemingly happy, if they're yeah. all good, checking on them oh, yeah. too. They might
1: not be happy. Yeah, people are good at putting on. A I mean, we're all we're all guilty. I'm guilty of that. Well, yeah, I've if been you told to, if that. You
0: go to a workplace, then you know you're mm-hmm. putting on a. I'm not saying a mask because you. Can, I still believe that you can be authentic to mm-hmm. an extent at your job or whatever it is that you do, but yes, Uh everybody uh, puts on a mask.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know I've been told that, that, you know, you're, you always, you know, you can never tell when you're having, you know, a bad day, because you're, you always, you always have to be that person that conveys everything's good, and, you know, and, yeah, I mean, those people, there could be a time where they're going through something, and maybe they're not going to act on it, maybe they're just like, I'm going to get through it, because you know like you said sometimes you just you if you're f- kind of feeling that aloneness and you know but you know that you're gonna get through it you're gonna you know everything's gonna be all right well and i can tell you <clears throat> even
0: if let's say that you're checking in on somebody that's not a vocal person or mm-hmm. an extroverted person or someone that's even really a comfort mm-hmm. is not a conversationalist right? yeah i can tell you it's been my experience that even if you take the effort and do it, even those people that might not really share so much and do it, there is always a part of them that's like, oh, that was nice of them. Mm-hmm. They might not say it. Yeah. You might not ever get thanked for it. You might not even get it acknowledged. They might not act like they that, that it even mattered to them. Mm-hmm. But a small part of them will be like, uh, like that that was nice that, that person yeah. checked in. Yeah, they might
1: not be able to really convey it. Yeah. But that could have just changed their whole like week. Yeah. Just one little act of And I've never heard showing that you care.
0: And it's like I've never ever heard of someone, even you know, somebody like that, being like, Ugh, how was your day? Well, Jordan came up and asked how I was. What a dick. Yeah, like, like he, he, doesn't,
1: he doesn't really care. He's just fake being nice. Yeah, he's
0: just trying to, like, like do he's something. He's like, he feels like,
1: bad. He just feels sorry for me, so he's...
0: Yeah, like, I've never, ever heard of, like, something like that. If it's coming from a place of true sincerity, when is mm-hmm. that going to backfire? Yeah. It yeah, it
1: doesn't, it, no. it only takes a second to be nice to somebody. To, you could really change somebody's day by just one little.
0: You changed my day by being on this podcast.
1: You changed my day by inviting me in.
0: You changed
2: my
1: life
0: <laughs> by existing. You too. I, I now ate cookies today because of you, because you brought cookies to me. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you gave me cookies, so. Yeah.
1: Um, no, my, my work life is better because of you. Oh, like you, I'm sorry. You I'm not trying to like joke. brighten nice. my day. That's nice. Um, I'm being serious. I'm being serious. No,
2: that's fair. Whenever nice. I
1: need like a <clears throat> like a walk to get up, I'm like, I'm gonna go see what Jordan's doing. Yeah, I mean, like, in, and then we talk for like 20 minutes. You, you know, like, you know we a, should get back to work, but you know, uh, you this know, is whatever. better.
0: Yeah, but it's always it's always worth it. Yeah, And it I've is. never, like, I've never had, like, a even if it's with you or anybody else that I'm talking to, like, if I talk to someone and I might, like, look at the clock and I'm like, oh, oh crap, I talk too long, eh, you yeah. know, the, the work's not going anywhere. It'll get done. I'm not saying, like, I, like, just push deadlines and stuff. If I got mm-hmm. a tight deadline, I'll be like, hey, I can't really talk right now. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, yeah, when you I, know you're, yeah. People will still always take precedent over Overworked. things and, yeah. I mean... Yeah,
1: because your friend, your friends are your friends. Work's gonna be there regardless. You spend regardless. more time
0: with people you work with, and
1: uh, you do like you know, more than, than... You do your family. And yeah,
0: I don't know. I I yeah. know it can be dangerous to like put your armor down, so to speak, mm-hmm. and like be authentic with people because they can burn you. And I, I've certainly been burned, um, mm-hmm. you know, professionally yeah. before and personally, yeah, like we all sure. have. But uh, I don't really care. It's yeah. worth it. It's worth the risk.
1: And you, um, usually you can kind of weed out those people that you yeah. know are going to do that at some point and then yeah. you realize the ones that aren't. And I'm going to say this, like, I'm a little bit older than you, not old enough to be maybe your mom, but.
0: I don't think so. But <laughs>
1: no. you're, you're kind of like my, my, my little brother, oh, that's honestly, nice. like we're not, we're not too much, too far apart in age, I don't think. No, so. no, I don't, I don't think so. So I could be like older sister to you. Probably, bit. I yeah. always
0: wanted to have a sister, and yeah, um, that's that's
1: how I kind of think of you. So that's cool. i gonna just throw that out there. No, no, that is <laughs> that is. That's cool. why I bring you cookies and <laughs> I, I like cookies <laughs> and talk to and you. <laughs> I like these things. Um, you know, what's
0: interesting. Um,
1: I'm looking out for my little brother. I got a I got a little brother. Day. Although my little brother is only like 14 <laughs> months younger than me, so he's not like. Yeah, little little brother. But I do have a little brother, so those
0: dynamics are always interesting. Though, like my little brother, we got like a seven year age gap.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's funny because like he talks shit to me and all this stuff, and I we definitely don't have like the I'm your big brother. Mm-hmm. You need to listen to me. But, I know. Like because like <laughs> he's really brilliant and he's smart in a lot of ways, and, and in yeah. fact, he's actually advanced in ways that I never will be. And yeah, it's just kind of my- a different mindset. But like, I don't know. I've never. My older brother is probably, like, the closest that, like, I get of, like, that, okay, like, I feel like this person's, Mm -hmm. like, my older brother. Even though, like, my younger brother, I think when he looks at me, he probably doesn't look at me as, like, I'm the older brother. Yeah. He just thinks of me as his brother. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. I was going to say this, and then I will shut up, because, (laughs) um, we could talk all night. Um... It's interesting when you give compliments to people, because mm-hmm. even I noticed when you were being gracious and nice and saying those nice things, it's almost like a weird thing I noticed when people are genuinely giving compliments where mm-hmm. you're just like, I hope that may, like make you uncomfortable, or like, yeah, like, do that. like are you cool I like, like, I'm not saying that you're you almost, did that. No, you're almost but, like,
1: you're almost like, you, you, you like it, but at the same time you're like, I don't, right. I don't know, is Well, because sometimes what then they're this? just
0: like, do I respond... Do I have to give like something like really like sincere like right now? Yeah. Do I have to say something? No, but I I, I bring this up because <laughs> I think I think a lot of people and myself included could work on being more complimentary towards each other. Um, I mean, who doesn't like to get a compliment? I don't care if you're one of those people that's just like it's never about me.
1: I don't want to hear.
2: About it's it. never about me. Like I don't care. Like
0: <laughs> like bullshit. If somebody <laughs> says something nice to you, yeah. again, You're it's gonna... like the quiet person. A part of you is gonna be like, Oh, that was nice. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, that felt good. Even though and, you don't know what to say.
0: Yeah, you might not know how to respond and whatnot, but I think more people could owe it to themselves to give compliments on a more regular basis without it having to feel like something that, like, oh, like what what is this person's game? Mm-hmm. Like what are, what are they trying to do? Yeah, like, like are they
1: just what are they doing? Like can't to get you just be this? like
0: nice? It's like if you walk past someone, they just be like Hey, I like your shirt. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, did you get a haircut? Eh, looks
2: good. Yeah.
1: Like, it, doesn't, it doesn't. do something
0: like that. It doesn't always have to be, like, it's like if I, like, bumped into, like, you in the hall. Hey, Kim, good morning. Did you know that you have made my existence be so much more, like, it does not have to be, <laughs> it like, have like
1: to some, be like, like, some, life some philosophy. Like, uh,
2: like, that
0: like just, oh my gosh, where did that, that come was, from? I was just getting coffee that's this That's so morning. deep. <laughs>
1: like, I thought we were just going to go get a cookie. I don't know. And, like, I, I think, like, you, you can flirt
0: that <laughs> line and you can do that, but people should just genuinely be more complimentary toward mm-hmm. each other. Not saying you got to be yeah. fake. You don't need to do that. But, shit. Even I, like I said, I admit, I probably don't give people as compliments as much as I should.
1: I don't. I'm sure I don't either. And probably you can not. find something nice yeah. to say about most people, like, some people it's a little harder you might have to sit there for a while but
0: there are people that i know and i've probably talked to you about some stuff before i won't name any names or i won't won't do anything like dumb Mm -hmm. but like yeah like there's people that i've had such problems with Mm -hmm. before but even me i can find something to be like well there's something, like, even, like, maybe, like, through this person and their actions, I've learned something about myself, Mm -hmm. or maybe they opened my eyes to thinking about something this way, even though I might not have wanted to. That's
1: true. You know, so sometimes
0: those people, while it can be awful Mm -hmm. in the moment, and it can still be awful when you go back and (laughs) think, like, like, that person was a dick Uh, ten years ago, and, like...
1: Yeah, they haven't changed.
0: I mean, I get that, but I don't know. It's... It might be wishful thinking, but I think there's a silver lining to a lot of things, including mm-hmm. people and their less than uh, admirable traits. Yeah, it does. Um, it
1: does go back to that. People come into your life for a reason, whether it's yeah, whether they're people that you aren't so sure that you want in well, your some, life. Some
2: people, like, but I mean,
1: they're they they have a a pl- for some reason they came into your life at this point in time yeah. to like you said maybe they maybe they make you a better person because you see. How much of a jerk they are, and well, you're like, and, uh, well, yeah,
0: I mean, like, I, I've had, I mean, I've had times where I've known a few people before, and I've just been like, well, um, this person made my life hell for a while, but you know, you ultimately walk away from it. You, you grew.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, doesn't necessarily mean you always have to change of yourself mm-hmm. you could just be more you could be wiser wisdom yeah um so i've always found that even the the worst possible people on the planet can can do that mm-hmm. but um uh, anywho that's that's yeah, another 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 subject but anyway final final thoughts on this
1: movie final thoughts final thoughts clarence got his wings he did another another he did, sweet, daddy. I can't do sweet another do sweet little moment in this movie it's yeah it's nice teacher says every time a bell rings an angel gets its wings and then and you george Bailey, bell
0: is all just like here yeah, he's it. like he, does, like, he starts does his wing he's
1: like that a boy clarence yeah, <laughs> there,
0: you, there you go i, I gotta stop um doing the Jimmy Stewart thing. But I should maybe I should end the podcast doing one more impersonation. Okay. Of him. What should I say? Can you give me like a line? Or like um, I could say something like wacky or I don't know.
1: Yeah, or you could wish everybody a Merry Christmas out Ooh, there. Oh,
0: that's true. I could just be this is, our could Christmas emulate, this is this is the Christmas this podcast. This is the
1: Christmas podcast. So just to yes. say a heartwarming Christmas okay. message from James okay, Stewart. Here, okay,
0: here, here, here. How about this? Who okay. we
1: all love and yeah.
0: he, he uh, I think he he died in the 80s yeah I think He was I think, 89 I, I think
1: I think he did yeah died
0: of a pulmonary embolism which led to a heart attack which uh, it
1: just sucks, sucks. Yeah. Um,
0: okay so could you fill the air for a moment I'm gonna look up a nice Christmas passage or message but I'll okay. say it as as Jimmy Stewart
1: yeah so um, I would I'll just I'll wish everybody out there a Merry Christmas. And I hope that everybody has a great new year. Um, like we talked about earlier, take the, take, make this the year to try to reach for one of your dreams that you've had. Uh, don't just talk about it for the whole year and say you're gonna do it. It doesn't have to be a big dream. Um, anything could, anything could happen. Um, But if there's something that you've been wanting to do just go do it i mean life is life is short so just do it
0: i like it make your
1: make your dreams Mm -hmm. happen um go on that road trip uh just just do it um what else let's see
0: they're not good messages that i'm finding right now I'm trying to find like
2: a good one, I'll find one here in a moment, it won't take Uh, long.
1: Think channel your inner James Stewart and Uh, what would he say, he's got kind of that funny but sweet like just kind of witty something that he would just say. Uh, you could, well, this is, this, this you is could, really you could wild. like recite the night before Christmas <laughs> as, thing? as, as James Stewart. What's the,
0: what's the night before Christmas? Is that like a story? The night
1: before Christmas and all through the house and a creature was stirring. You know that one? I
0: don't know that one. You
1: don't know that one? Oh. Uh, probably,
0: maybe. I, I don't know. Oh,
1: trying to think.
0: Uh, okay. This one looks fine. Uh. It talks about Jesus, but whatever, it's fine. That's still Christmassy. Okay. That's the reason for (laughs) the season. All right, everybody, this is uh, Jimmy Stewart from Beyond the Grave. I apologize. Uh, Yeah, I apologize for what's about to occur, but okay. Merry Christmas, wishes to you. Santa, he's coming to town, so... Watch out and keep a lookout for those black boots as they'll be making their way down the chimney before you know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, may every Nativity scene that seen, you see remind you of the birth of our Lord. That is, uh, hmm, I don't know what's happening to my voice there. Um, the birth of our Lord. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, wishing, wishing you i uh, wishing you the peace of Christ this, this Christmas and, and Clarence, old buddy If uh, if you're up there uh, let, let some other damn poor sap like me Get the help he needs And not jump off a bridge And freeze to death in the water Because that wouldn't be good uh, Hopefully they're married and got kids and stuff huh?
2: Okay I don't know Merry Christmas, everybody